0: Welcome to the Valley Strange Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Ray. And as always, my co-hosts are here with me as well. Uh, this is Roland. And our co-host in the Pacific Northwest studios. This is Daniel. Hey, guys. All All right. In today's episode, we're going to be doing a deep dive into the book, The Gods of Eden, written by William Bramley, which was published in 1989. And for this episode, it's part one of our first... Of, Part one of a four-part series. Uh, We're going to be covering-
1: Probably 10. You know, there's like 8,000 chapters in this
0: fucking book. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be be covering chapters one through 10 today. Yep. And- um, (laughs) (laughs) So, um, since you've gone over uh, chapters one through 10, guys, like, what have you- uh, was it an easy read for you or
2: Yeah, it it was actually nice to read some <laughs> coming off a of sitchin to, into this, it's it's nice to read something uh coherent and uh fairly well uh, stated and organized and sensical. Um Sensical. <laughs> Motherfucker.
1: Your entire discussion was just discredited with that one fuck up. Like, talking it's gone, about it. It was,
2: It's been affirmed. Are you kidding me? Reinforced, even. Ha ha. I, as always, have the best words. Only the best. But please continue.
1: Okay, Before so I get into my ten chapters oh, yes, uh idea or read through discussion, Roland. I'm sad for whatever children you may accidentally have someday. Ah, um, <laughs> I, it would have
2: to be. I'd hope very much, uh, otherwise never.
1: But the uh the first ten chapters to me, like it was it was cool. Like uh I think I've read through them, I guess, like three times now, uh maybe four. I can't remember time, how many times I like, I reread the first chunk of things because, uh, we had our initial failout episode on this and I read it, I think like one or two times, I think I read it like twice for this episode. So maybe I'm like upwards of like five overall of the first 10 chapters at least. Um, and I did find some problems. Like we did chat the other day about, you know, uh, which we'll get to hopefully. Overall, it was one of those books where it's like, it's still cool, still a fun, compelling story. Like you're talking about fantastic shit, but it doesn't sound like you're a complete madman. I I found problems subsequently. That's what like brought up like scissionitis, you know, like the poor citation of like where he's drawing some of these things from. (coughs) I'm kind of like bound by this. Like as we're talking about like with the book, like I keep, you know, reading it. Like starting chapter one, keep going through it. Um, I don't jump around because in his introduction, he's like, "Yo, stuff in the early phase won't make sense till you read the later stuff. The later stuff won't make sense till you read the earlier stuff." But don't read it out of order. Right, right. Um, Which I think is a kind of like a fun thing. Like I, I, I have read a a couple books in my life, and I can't remember an author ever really going. Read it in order, else it's not going to work for you. I've like, I, I, I've never done that or heard of that. Yeah, I, I I don't think I've ever seen that, dude. And like, um, because I mean I've definitely and so, jumped like, around. Maybe this book is like, and, and maybe there's like eight thousand books out there and like romantic, you know, comedy novels or whatever's out there. Yeah, <laughs> um, well. where they're like, you know, don't skip ahead, don't jump around. Like, it gets you know, it'll make sense when you finish the whole thing, but from start to finish. Um, mm-hmm. and that's, and what's f- kind of funny is that like almost that comment he made is a uh, superfluous because like, well, why wouldn't you read a book from A to Z? Um,
2: uh, I mean, yes, but, but, but I can, then, all, I, you can also sort of understand where he's come from saying that I would think well, because. But then you look at the chapter titles, if you're also going to like, it's like, oh, like where's the random book? Like. I can totally huh. see people, like, picking this up and, like, just jumping around, like, from, the, funny from looking money. at the content. What is
1: that? You know, and that's literally a chapter name of this book. You know, like... Fucking funny money, you
2: know, like, and... What about, like, well, chapter but, 31, the apocalypse of Marx kind of thing? When like, I first
0: read this book, I didn't take his word or didn't follow his word. I did jump around yeah. a bit, and eventually... Realized that he was making references to things that he had mentioned in previous chapters. So even though I just jumped ahead for fun, just to see kind of what I was going to get into, where he's
2: going or whatever. Um, yeah.
0: I eventually started from the beginning and it's followed it from I, front to back.
2: I, I still see, think that quite a few people will read that way. You know, people that want like will dissect books or use them as references. Will just jump to a specific section or something like that. And yeah, I I mean I assume that he was just he was just saying this for those those folks or whatever. It's like, look, if you want to understand what I'm talking about, then like read it in order. Otherwise, yeah, and,
1: uh, you won't, to have, the listeners en- you won't have the quick. entire picture. <laughs> so to the listeners, sorry for prefaces the book a little bit too much. It's it's just it's a wild read and is really unique. And the one thing that I am really curious about as a reinvestigator of the claims that he made is the whole like I've I mean I've totally read this book a couple times like first few chapters but I forgot the whole until the other day the whole like read it in order.
3: <clears throat> so yeah.
1: what I am curious about is that he does make a claim that stuff he writes about later will make stuff he wrote about earlier make sense, and that's what I want to fucking get to. I'm excited about the the later chapters because I'm curious how this all like because it sounds like he made this like a, a neat little like cyclical package. Where claims made early, claims made later, all support each other, but just you know, hang in for the roller coaster ride to get there.
2: Right. Um, Do you think that was kind of uh, not necessarily pointless, but kind of like excessive? Because I was talking to Ray before, like how some of these to, chapters uh, could like have been have that structure. Oh yeah, no. Some absolutely. Of these, some like, of these, like the uh, way he separates these things, it's like, dude, this could have been three chapters, or like you could have mentioned all of this when you were first bringing up like the Brotherhood of the Snake kind of stuff, right? Like, why and
1: with that mention of like this could have been three chapters? Like there are like like uh, Melka the way he separates the Apron that's like a three page long chapter, yeah, yeah. But he's bringing up this like very important symbol that becomes important in later like secret societies, absolutely. That has has relevance, but then it's like three pages of attention, and then he just offhandedly yeah, mentions it's almost like it a here and there throughout the rest of the book. It's like almost, it's and, and it's like, well, dude, you've got eight thousand chapters. You title them all. Some of them are clever. Some of them are more straightforward. I do like how but he titles his like, chapters. But then you spend <laughs> three fucking pages on a thing you just. Briefly yeah. describe, and somehow it's relevant, but you never really discuss the relevance of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, they could have um, just been subheadings. They didn't really need to be...
1: Right. Chapters. And, but the thing is, like, so he has, like, all this stuff where he's, like, he pays over-attention to things that we already know, like, particularly if he, like, in the earlier chapters that we get into when he, like, brings up Sitchin, he could have cut out all that bullshit for the most part. Been like, yo, Sitchin has this brief outline. Cool. Um, you know, and this is in the spirit of that so because as, of this, and then expanded on his own ideas rather than just spending 16 pages of Sitchin, which we already read. You know, 300 pages of, and he actually recommends read all five books in that fucking series.
2: I I'm, it's in a footnote. I, I am kind of
1: curious to hear
2: uh, <laughs> your your take or your uh, your thoughts on his, uh, regarding. Are, regarding his references and or rather like lack of thereof, because, uh, I mean, from what I could tell, and, and again, coming in from Sitchin, like it's way, he gives a lot more information than, uh, than he, he does, does for sure.
1: But so I'm, I'm is, curious to see that,
2: what, uh, or where okay, you think he's leaving I, things out
1: specifically. I got you, man. I got you in a bunch of citations. So, um, a bunch of footnotes when he references something, he'll be like, oh, if you want reference material for this. Look at the back of the book, and you write them a fucking letter. <laughs> so, like worldwide, you know that's that's inaccessibility. If you're in fucking like Mumbai, and you're like, oh, this is really fucking cool, and I can ask him questions. Granted, this was also like three months to get a fucking response if he gets the fucking yeah, letter. This is also know? written
2: well before the you know like. And also, it's web. not even
1: to get into Bramley. He's like, oh. Write a letter to these random assholes like over in this end of the world, and uh, you know that's the that's I mean, the that, proof I got sounds, for you.
2: So I, it's like it sounds more like a limitation of the time, I suppose. Like if I was going to no, think, no, it's not that.
1: even a limitation of the time. Like well, 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 yes the and published? no, because like he just said, like oh yeah, like 80s. if you want to go out of your way and write these guys a fucking letter about this, yeah go for it but he, otherwise trust me he i is, got you yeah <laughs> you know, like, he's he, like okay like, i will like, give him like, this like I, I, he does I'm have like a pretty insane
2: ju- about that like, no, like like he does kind of quiet any he does have like a like a funny tone about everything that he well that he talks no about i'm here, just I, I do like but at the same time i can see uh, well i know you're listening that's well, right there i want to say
0: to the fact that bramley seems like he's trying to condense his work into like one book and we'll go... Over the fact that he's he's not necessarily he doesn't consider he puts himself a fun writer. At
2: himself, it seems. Well, to I'm me, just saying he doesn't right. consider
0: himself a writer, or rather, at necessarily
2: his topics. Um,
0: he and how he came to this. Let, let me actually go through a, a bit of a uh, see, so background yeah, that's on That's what I was going to say.
2: Like, this would be a good segue to talk about when. Before you do that, though, when was the book uh, published? 1989. Okay, all right. That's all. I was... Again, Roland. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I just I needed it again. Oh,
1: and so like we'll probably need joke about this again and again. <laughs> But in the early chapters, he talks about like future moon missions, which just makes me laugh because, like, we haven't been in the moon since like the 70s, right? Like, <laughs> nah, we send a. Or maybe like early 80s, but like, he's just like, future missions to the moon will elucidate some of these phenomena, which we'll get into, I guess. Um, and it's like, dude, we haven't been back in like fucking. 40 years almost. Jesus. Shit's <laughs> expensive.
0: So I'm um, giving a bit of a background on William Bramley. <clears throat> Again, he doesn't have much of a much of any of a social media presence. So you can't really go out and find him and talk to it's them got a sub- specifically. We the only, a for the him, only that contact is. information that he has and on his website, which is a few uh, pages, is uh, email to his AOL We need to give him a
2: presence on YouTube so that he can get forthwith.
0: Actually, your
1: your Reddit idea is brilliant. We should do a sub, Well, I mean, you should check. I mean, there might be be a Reddit for him. Well, we can make one. It's like, who is William Bramley? And be like, hey, does anyone have any information on this dude? Be like, hey, I was
0: his neighbor when he was like five. And, you know. So regarding the fact that uh, William Bramley pretty much has a child, would write what he called uh, one of a kind editions was basically stuff that he wrote for himself. He said it, there were stories about kids with cooties or like, I guess, diseases or something. And basically that's pretty much all he did when he was a child. Nothing to publish or anything like that. Just shit for him. Mm. And, but he began writing officially at the age of 26 uh, when he began researching for the book, The Gods of Eden, which we were about to go over. It says, but before this, he had obtained a bachelor's degree in sociology. And according to Bramley, he had never intended to be a writer and only felt compelled to write unless he was inspired. And to date, yeah, he's only authored two books, the other being Jesus Goes to Hollywood, which is the alternative theories about Christ, which was published 16 years after The Gods of Eden. To my knowledge, he hasn't written anything since. But he has two books to his name, which you can find on Amazon. And okay, I've mentioned before, no social media presence. Um, as we can see here, there's, there's a couple of subreddits, but I think that's mainly like the same it's YouTube video or the the, yeah. the, the, re, the guy reading the Gods you of Eden. You can find people on, like posting on, questions
2: online. on like r slash conspiracy or r slash ancient aliens or like high strangeness or yeah, ask historians. I think I saw another alternative history, just like and we did R-UFOs. mention like uh,
0: he mentioned. In his, uh, if you go up Roland to the Reddit, there is one here.
2: Brothers of the Serpent.
0: There is a a PDF of this book, but on his website, he does bring that up that um, he did not authorize that.
2: Yeah. So it's
0: just someone who basically ripped him off. Mm -hmm. Actually, there there is a a consumer alert on his website says an unauthorized PDF version of The Gods of Eden has been posted on the internet in (laughs) violation of the copyright. (laughs) The PDF is apparently a photocopy of the authorized Avon paperback edition and has missing pages and pieces of text. Someone calling him or herself Sunlight Publishing had taken his PDF and made an unauthorized Kindle version from it that was uh, sold on Amazon, although it has since, since been removed. And there is also an unauthorized Spanish language edition of God's yeah. of Eden that has been made available on PDF on the internet. I do not know. Again, this is his words. I do not know who translated it, and I cannot vouch for its quality or accuracy. Well, but well, he, we wanna, he, he does follow it up with... The, I am flattered that there has been so much interest in the gods of Eden and that some people feel passionately that it should be shared with the world. However, illegal publication of this actually harms the author because quality and accuracy cannot be controlled and what the author wishes to share may be distorted.
2: Get fucked, pirates. Yeah. Dude, fucking
1: Bramley to just say like, hey,
0: I want to make some warning, more money.
1: Get it in Portuguese. It uh, I mean, I would, get I would love Dutch, for the fact that know, he pump it out again. I would you love know, for him fuck. to
0: make an audiobook version of this. That would be that pretty would cool, be sweet. or even an official Kindle version or a PDF version of this book. But I mean, he could probably be making more money, but he doesn't seem to care about doing that. So
2: shit, we should make which more is money. probably
0: ask him. Um, maybe he wants us to record for yeah. him for free. Yeah, we'll do it for what? free. Like, I, mm, for Bramley. I
2: still want to do that of uh, <laughs> Gods of Eden. So we should definitely. I don't know, man. I won't say free. Wanna, let, let
0: me retract that. <laughs> we really, won't do it for free. Yeah. Maybe we'll for a small for fee. For Let's a we'll small for fee. Cheap. A small cheap fee. On the fee. cheap, man. <laughs> Pro bono, baby. Come on. Now, I before we actually get into the chapters, I, I do want to say that we're covering this book after uh, Zachariah Sitchin's uh, The 12th Planet, which is part one of the Earth Chronicles. And we did want to make mention that prior to this book, um, he does draw on some books of the past. And I'm only talking about two right now. Um, Eric von Däniken's Chariots of the Gods, uh, which in simplest terms, he makes the claim that the ancient astronaut alien, uh, aliens arrived on earth and influenced many cultures. Right. um, Referencing the Egyptian pyramids to the Nazca lines in Peru. Um, He pretty much believes that human beings were pretty much incapable of making all these structures or, or, not have a reason for any of these things. And that in many cultures, there are stories of the gods giving knowledge to primitive man. So he claims that to be an actual account and not just a myth. And then we have Zacharias Dishon who takes that even further instead of not just aliens coming to earth to influence uh, human culture, but the fact that he points to an actual planet, 12 planet where these, uh, the Nephilim Mm -hmm. came right. Yeah. And they came from the planet Marduk or Nibiru, depending right. on the location of its orbit. The,
2: sp- the spaceship planet. Yeah. And
0: these aliens, through genetic manipulation, were the creators of modern man right. uh, to create a slave race, basically. Yep. Uh, because, and according uh, to Stitching, yeah. those Nephilim, out of apparent exhaustion and mutiny, basically, didn't want to work anymore. Create, uh, and so we Genetically were born, manipulated, yes. And we were born once again, from that. again,
2: we were that. adapted from apes. A p- people, and now
0: we're here and uh talking about the gods of Eden, which kind of I think puts, puts more of a motive behind I think what streamlines uh, things, yeah, quite A bit, yeah. It puts. It put, I feel like it puts motive behind seems, uh, what the aliens yeah, like, were uh, intending with.
1: Uh, this book is a logical extension of uh Sitchin's work,
3: mm-hmm.
1: it's because it's almost like the Sitchin Clint sets goes. up the framework where it's like, okay, aliens are around, they happen to show up here. They did suffer a while. The lower aliens it's bitched just like- and complained and started trying to unionize. So the pit bosses said, okay, cool. Genetic splicing and manipulation. We'll take Privates this like old out, monkey ape CRISPR. dude and with our bitches and make moderate <laughs> humans. And people. they'll be the slaves yep. to extract gold and oil and whatever the right. fuck else they need That's and build shit with them. Um, so now Bramley. Takes that and goes, okay, well, all that is kind of taken as a given. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to humans, there is another game that <laughs> begins to unfold where they deny us of apparently our spiritual identity or whatever the fuck. Like it's, I can't remember the exact termage he uses here. Termage, that's a rolling term right there. Termage. <laughs> You're Um. welcome. You're welcome. So yeah. But no, uh, but but, so like but Bramley brings it to like a localized point, which we get to in here a little point or here in a little bit. But really, like I fucked up, like I read this before I read Sitchin. But I think it would have been like a way cooler transition to go Sitchin to Bramley. So if you guys have not checked out these books at all, like go in that order. Like I I really recommend it. Yes. Absolutely, mm. dude. Because I think, Sitchin's I all think about you know, really- the creation of our solar system. Yes. And why humans came about as slaves. And then Bramley goes, Okay now that we have these slaves, how do we keep them from fucking acting wild?
0: And and, and then I, the, mean, I guess yeah, the natural progression would be getting into, like, David Ike or something like, like, like the, that. No, 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 exactly. Seems, yeah, no. Like, right, like I read abridged, some Ike before Bramley, abridged, so it was you know, like, of, uh, I had this
1: system. real fucky education on this subject. But I think the natural progression is like... <laughs> Sitchin, Bramley, the only the and only reason Ike, I would think just it's, do it. The only, the
2: only reason I would think it, it you never might go full be on better. full <laughs> Ike. Ugh, right. <clears throat> I want full on. Well, anyways, you never go brain to Ike. <laughs> 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 uh, I I, I want to say it might be better to read Gods of Eden first before you go into Sitchin only because of the level of. Fucking, Are you
1: fucking kidding me?
2: Only because
1: no, because okay, all
3: right, all so. Right.
1: Our favorite friends of Aya, Enki, or sorry, Enlil, yes, A slash Enki and mm. Anu right. come up in this fucking book. Um, yeah, there's a lot of assumed knowledge because Roland, you read the fuck out of Twelve Planet before you read this book. Like, mm. remember your chronology on that. Like, right. I don't, I don't think that. That's right at all, like what so you said. Like the reason I don't think Gods is a good start for anybody well, in this. I don't like, necessarily
2: path. okay, a good I don't think it would be a good start, but the reason that uh I might suggest it only is for the simple reason that Gods of Eden is a much easier read to understand like it's almost like a like a it, teaser it, it is it's but, almost like a, preference, but if, a preface or like a in like one an of introduction these, in one of these chapters he whole, he's going to make mention you know ridiculous certain,
0: he's going to make mention to certain people that you've never because, heard of before okay. and if you've read the 12th planet all that chapter would make sense so, in like in an instant
2: yep. i okay all right um but again like that's that's the only reason i would think that because, it might be slightly because like not to critique like because Sitchin is
1: complicated. Like I could as see fuck like hard your argument of
2: like to keep up readability him. and a
1: cool narrative yeah. and stuff for Bramley, now, like I working versus Sitchin's, Cool's like brain racking stuff that he gets into sometimes with like you know some of the mathings and so forth. Right. But as Ray just brought up, there is shit, and I brought this up this point up as well, like just lightly though, when I brought up like the various god names, but there's stuff that Branley brings up. That It's almost kind of like offhandedly or in an offhanded fashion that Sitchin goes into great detail on. And if you had read Sitchin, then you would have no problem with those Bramley chapters. Man, you're not going to have if you like fucking
2: a- read Sitchin. That motherfucker is such a— What's up? Bur- like, you won't have problems reading anything after Sitchin. That's—, that's, that's um, Yeah, you I'd, will. I'd say it's a— Roland? <laughs> mm, <laughs> I'd say it's a given because this motherfucker is insane. I think that's baseless. Nah, I'm super based. <laughs> You're a <base> head, maybe. <laughs> uh, look, all right, like I I agree like um as far as your 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 approach, I think that would be best. Okay, then we're done. So there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now shut up and let's go. Ready? Uh
0: Roland, uh, can you read the the blurb in the back of the book uh to kind of give a <sighs> yeah, quick overview Actually, of uh what we're getting into? Just quick uh, for those of you listening, he had to take a swig of rum. his uh, rum. <sighs> Roland can't delve into an extraterrestrial type of uh knowledge without uh loosening up first. Yep, mm. so Got by that. all means,
2: please go ahead. Vanilla Spice, okay. Uh, it, it starts with uh, do you want me to read the top here, or Should I just just the, the base,
0: the bottom part?
2: Human history is a seamlessly <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the, the bottom part is a truly momentous work, a
1: must-read beautiful form on Extraordinary Theories and Phenomena.
2: Uh, discover great authors, exclusive offers, and more at hc.com. Jesus
0: Christ. That's the bottom matter, bud. Hold That's on, was, I worried. was getting to
2: the serial code uh, anyways. ISBN eggs.
0: number is 978.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Human history is a seemingly endless succession of of bloody conflicts and devastating turmoil. Yet, inexplicably, in the light of astonishing intellectual and technological advancement, man's progress has been halted in one crucial area. He still indulges the primitive beast within and makes war upon his neighbors. As a result of seven years of intensive research, William Bramley has uncovered the sinister thread that links humanity's darkest events from the wars of the ancient pharaohs to the assassination of jfk in this remarkable shocking and absolutely compelling work bramley presents disturbing evidence of an alien presence on earth extraterrestrial visitors who have conspired to dominate humankind through violence and chaos since the beginning of time a conspiracy which continues to this very day A truly momentous work. I must read. UFO four four one. Extraordinary. (laughs) Did
1: anyone else notice the double space between humankind and through in that second
2: to last line of the intro? Yeah, (laughs) like it it almost. I I took a half. I took a half. Like I took like a half blink at that. I was like, (laughs) why is that? Something is wrong. Something's amiss. Wait. It was probably like an editorial
1: thing, like, like, center this text a little bit more because it's a momentous, like, Bastards. fucking sentence. But then, like, anyone anyway, if- with half a brain cell goes... Why did you double space?
2: Dicks. You know? <laughs> it's because the, the beginning at the end of this uh, sentence would have been put on the next line. And then, like, we would have had one line that just says to this, uh, you know, it would have just said this very day or some shit.
1: Then fix the font size, man. Just yeah, I know, blow it they do up a lot to fucking 16 today. or something. You know, fuck you guys, man. Lazy ass <laughs> fucking editors. <laughs> How
2: dare fuck you? you guys.
1: No. Yeah, exactly. No. How dare you? How dare I work for fucking, like, you know. Exactly. <laughs> 45 hours a week slinging burgers
2: much, you hating my
1: life and, and then you fuckers can double space this bullshit <laughs> and make <laughs> fucking thousands of bucks <laughs> go suck a dick I hate <laughs> you guys <Yeah>. fuck you <laughs> professionalism <Enough. sighs> yes. oh wait let me compose myself alright down the hatch all better
2: alright <laughs> so ah, it's, it's moving on I so guess long, long. with
1: the uh, gods of Eden chapter, chapter one, one.
2: The, the civilians. Civilians.
0: Okay, so in this uh, chapter, Bramley uh, begins by stating that uh, his original intention when researching and writing for this book, which he apparently started in 1979, was to be about human warfare. And he was not happy to end up researching UFOs. It didn't stop him from writing this book. Though. Did not stop him. Yeah. Do you think, like, if he's he's writing this book, like, he's just kind of, like, unraveling this stuff and going, oh, my God, UFOs again? UFOs (laughs) again?
1: (laughs) Well, actually, I want to know, like, because he was, like, I think writing his thesis about this shit, right? About human warfare and researching. And we'll get into it, I guess, a little bit more of his, like, motivations. But um, once we get through the motivations of, like, why he wanted to, like, write about UFOs. He or rather, has this, like... He ended up writing. Why didn't he think about anything fucking else? Like, that's why true. didn't he I go in the, like, Illuminati? Like, okay, so the Rosicrucians spurned the Illuminati, and they're the ones, you know, controlling us from spiritual enlightenment because they own it all because they know the secret. He doesn't go there. He goes, fucking aliens. And... I just don't know, like, how, like, because he admits in this chapter how he didn't want to fucking talk about aliens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And he ends up talking about aliens. But, like, why why wasn't there anything else that was, like, quasi, like, rational in the sphere of all the crazy he writes about that would have sufficed? Like, I just. Don't know why he gone like, oh, Illuminati, the goddess. Um, okay, cool. You Ray,
2: know? is this one of those books that you've sort of farted around with uh, off and on through the years, kind of thing? I mean, uh, well, when, before, when I first, I was, I, I was I'm using this to preface another question. When but, I
0: first uh, read this book, I, I didn't read it in a couple of days. I mean, it took me yeah. months to read this book, but it's because I would just does, read a few chapters here, kind of reference some of this, or like find the fact that, like, that he referenced like Sitchin and stuff like that that's the only reason I found out about the 12th planet is because I read this book Okay, and oh, then when boy. he references that I was like oh shit then I'm gonna go find that book Does- and then I would go find other shit and I would kind of like just going off of this book yeah, right. on everything I would read so it took me a long time to finish this book specifically sure um, because I kept on stopping and going to look for something else and then stopping um, and going to look for something does else.
2: Does he talk about this like further within or throughout the book as far as like his rationale or how he, well, yeah, like I mean, because like I, he doesn't I, just I, stop
0: here, like he, he tries only, to like... Wait.
2: I only read about the, oh, I haven't read the one. Uh,
1: would you please define your question in, in terms so of I was like curious the chapters you read, was, please?
2: Cu- like, I was curious about how, um, he mentions how, like, basically everything that you said there, why is it that he hates talking about this, but then he still, like, reached these particular conclusions and felt the need to, you know, follow through with them? Like, does he go right. into it later I, on about, I, like— No,
1: he he really—I don't—if I recall correctly, <clears throat> he really doesn't. But he talks about this, like, hesitation— and yeah, I, I wish he would have developed a chapter just about. So that's that.
2: that was what I was asking. Like, basically, does he like further explain what or why?
0: I think he uh, kind of attempts to, but like you said, there's a hesitation. Whenever he's going to go any further about yeah, it. Because again, it's,
2: it's, it's such a condensed work. I mean, because otherwise, why mention it at all? Why not just fucking like say, look? Well, this I, is I what think I found, that's why I was like, getting
0: back to that point in the very beginning when it's saying of, that he's what is not, the point of the snark? he doesn't necessarily consider you know, himself a writer. Like, so he's he not going go to go any further into his research. Like he's going to present the information. Yeah. And if you want to f- figure that shit out, then by all means, is, go and do is it. Is he
2: trying to explain or, uh, point out the fact that he this isn't something he necessarily believes in to people that are reading it like he's um, i'm not one no. of the tinfoil um, the, the tin hat guys or whatever i'm not a no
1: i i believe you know, that and it and it becomes pretty apparent early like i think within this first chapter where he's just like it's not a tinfoil hat moment it's just uh right. okay the data i have suggests that there's alien interference You know, and that's kind of, like, where – and that's kind of his, like, jump-off point. Then he goes into, like, his, you know, various claims with Sitchin and shit, which we'll get into. Um, And then he basically goes, like, okay, let's start Samaria. Let's go to fucking Egypt. Let's go here. Let's go here in time. And just – he condenses about, like, what, 5,000 years of human history into – 400 That's pages. the other
2: thing I was like, curious about. Like, what was he specific? Does he does he mention in here specifically what time period of warfare he was he was looking at? Was well, he just going back? I, I would to- say before
0: we go into that, because that's I feel like that would get into like other chapters and stuff like that. We want to just uh, continue along as he says to do, go chapter by chapter, and not jump ahead. Word. Roland or Daniel, do you want to go into uh, what started his uh, interest in warfare or human warfare?
1: Sure. Yeah, and actually, it's a uh- Kind of a well cited If you like, just look up podcasts or YouTube with William Bramley. He generally also goes through this very same story. But apparently, when he was a kiddo, like he was like war was right. kind of cool. You yeah. know, we all like kind of a, idolized you know the brave thing. soldiers out doing stuff, killing Nazis or whatever. Which he doesn't say Nazis, but. He gets in Nazis later. Um, Yeah, that's actually, (laughs) that was a turning point for him, as it turned out, I guess. Uh, But um, what was fascinating, though, like in his like little, in the second chapter, he's like, I began researching this book in 1979. So it's not clear when he decided to like leave the Academy to start looking into this because it was because of his Academy experience and research that led him to aliens. But uh it's just not clear how he made that jump necessarily um apart from like um, the Bible. I mean it
2: it reads like he was a uh, uh anti uh, uh like he was a protester or whatever uh during the the war times or whatever when he talks about my desire to see an end to war rose much earlier in life at just about the age of 8 um, and he
0: does quote the fact that he saw a documentary that, and that's the, kind that's of showed, like the brutal. Yeah. Um, that's the end moment. result of um, he was concent- he was, trans- he was watching a, camps.
2: a TV series, and they they cut a clip into yeah into the uh, concentration camps, uh, actual uh, footage of the you know like the emaciated people that were uh, that were being kept there. It just it just stayed with him. It stayed with him throughout his Basically, life. Like states like outright that war is abhorrent like it's cool fantasize yeah, about to that point, like it's
1: would, it's shit
2: yeah up until no. that point like and an eight year old fucking child seeing this is, is pretty fucked up like nowadays like that would that would definitely be something that you're just like nope you're not you know like that's that's uh you're blocked <laughs>
1: whatever so like, I don't sh- want to fall into this like pitfall that what I've earlier bitched you guys and other means about like other <laughs> channels talking about this book where they just like end up reading the fucking book But I think that this uh, early chapter or early paragraph in this chapter is kind of important. So after this whole, like, you know, realization about, like, war being an awful thing. It's not being fun. He says, um, for centuries, scientists and thinkers have attempted to solve the riddle of why people go to war. They have observed that nearly all of Earth's creatures fight among themselves at, at one time or another, usually over food, territory, or mating. Um, aggression seems to be a universal behavior related to survival. Other factors also contribute to the creation of wars. The analyst must first take uh, into consideration such vari- variables as human psychology, sociology, political leadership, economic conditions, and natural surroundings. Then I underline this fucking sentence. Uh, Many thinkers, however... Have erroneously equated all human motives with motives found in the animal kingdom. This this is a mistake because intelligence breeds complexity, which I think is a fucking real crazy
2: assumption. Like it seems like an oversimplification. <clears throat> uh, well, no, like, it's no. just like
1: oh, like we're special, we're thinking. Like, yes, but
2: uh, that's really I,
1: like shitting on any other life out there. I was talking and about the previous also sense, like though. his whole like uh, if life's out there. Then it's exceedingly rare to maybe have a thinking, speaking, intelligent society. And then, even uh, even further step for one to go to the stars, because we're just dumbasses until aliens showed up. Like, how many other phenomena are there are there out there? Like, did the Anunnaki? go out there and make other planets like i think we All used right. about this in our previous episode about like you know did they it was like burn out a planet and then just hop launch to another one have the same problems and burn it out and
0: but wouldn't that assume that uh they were cuz i mean I, they were just traveling through an orbit so like that would mean that there were other yeah, I outside mean, of the orbit of the solar orbit, system. You know? I, but the what thing is, is there to um, say that there so were like in the whole planet, which may be harvested. relevant in
1: this book story, but the um orbit of Nibiru right. was fucking, what, like uh 2,500-ish years or whatever. I it was like 3,600 like, uh, years 30, Yeah, 30, 3,600, 30, yeah, a, a shem, yeah. right? So yeah, something along like that. that shem, well, that path took it like outside, outside of the, of the bounds that we know of right. for our solar system. So, like, who knows what, like, fucking borderland planets that may have yep. been out there that right. they, you know, set up shop, burned out. And so, like, maybe Earth was like one of the last ditch efforts or just another planet along the way of, system. Yeah. You know, you're just harvesting resources and. And maybe maybe it's a trick of the Anunnaki or sorry, the Nephilim, when they send the Anunnaki, who are the lower gods out there, maybe it's like the newborn, like the new generation. They try it out like, all right, let's send them to Earth. Let's see if they bitch, like their fathers and mothers <laughs> did. And then they're like, All right, cool, we'll make a fucking, you know, monkey race for it, or a fish race, depending on the planet, you know. Like, <laughs> like, could that be a thing, like, with these aliens? Because, like, it, it it seems like apart from, like, certain sympathetic gods like uh, uh, fucking Enki, humanity would have had it really bad if he wasn't a part of the Pantheon. And was that relevant on other potential planets that the fucking Anunnaki burned out as they went through the solar system? Like... I mean... It's possible. What I about no Mars idea, too? No because I mean, Mars gets invoked later in the book, and the moon. Like maybe the moon had some <laughs> shit going on when it was still like uh, guy oh. or whatever the fucking initial. Uh, oh, I forgot what his name was. Name it had game. when it was the emissary yeah. of uh, fucking uh, Tiamat.
2: Yeah, but
1: oh. Kingu. But all that aside, like I, I just kind of wonder because like a lot of these books we read have been, like, very Earth-centric, but what if these, like, Nephilim or Anunnaki, whatever you want to call them, are just a crazy colonizing fucking source in this part of the universe? Seems like a uh, pretty good assumption to have. Like, like, I don't know. Like, like how long have they they've been around? Because, uh I mean, we only have like the alleged humanities accounts of these
2: dudes, right? Um, but I mean, it's, again, it seems like um, a, like a rational assumption to have. I mean, because of but the- Bramley
1: brings up something interesting though, with uh, in a like chapter three, I guess, we'll, which we'll get into in a sec. But it's the whole uh, longevity of the the gods how long they lived or whatever. And he has like a interesting little uh, bit about that, but I think that's like in chapter three. So okay. let's not jump ahead. Let's continue through with the Bramley chapter one.
0: So okay, I think the, the last thing I want to mention as far as chapter one goes is um, his reasoning, I guess uh, for kind of continuing on with the war. And I guess, I guess a hint of sort of kind of making that conclusion that it's either aliens or some kind of a nefarious kind of a, a elite peoples or persons or things that are kind of controlling us. and that Is it the italicized stuff? Well, it's uh, the, the fact that war, he thinks that war is a valuable commodity, which doesn't yeah, seem yeah, too yeah. far-fetched. War can be its no, own yeah. valuable yeah. commodity. And, and that then, it's an effective um, tool for maintaining social and political control, control over a population. Over po- population. <clears throat> yeah.
1: Which is really sweet because like he carries through with this again with uh, Earth examples and space examples mm-hmm. um, I'm, with that I could idea. swear that I've, cool. I've heard that
2: idea mentioned in uh, other by other theorists. So,
0: I, I mean, mean, it doesn't sound um, completely unique to Bramley. No, I mean, unless I mean, he well,
1: no, like he's citing fucking Machiavelli. All, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Like, like that's what I'm
0: saying. Like that's what we mentioned about the, the his he his he uh, mentions things he cites or things he's referencing. Um, this this book has a whole bunch of. Uh, footnotes in there it just depends on
1: which the footnotes you can write a letter to some <laughs> random ass publishing house and maybe get a copy of the data yeah that's that's a lot of the proof here
0: okay so anything Go else out to add- your way
1: i'm not going to help you anything else to, add um, to chapter
0: one guys before we move on to chapter two
1: mm-hmm. um i think just again to uh bring up the whole uh Fact that he did not want to study this. Like I was just uh, reading the last couple paragraphs, and he's like, What resulted from this infatic. modest goal was one of the most extraordinary odysseys I've ever taken. You know, he uses like very bold words to talk about his trip from oh, why do people fight to aliens all you know? But I think that this intro chapter is a very solid intro to the craziness held in this I think book.
2: he was interested in the topic, but he didn't really like he was very grudgingly admitting to it. Uh, what is it what does he say here? as I probe deeper, however, I was compelled to face the possibility that some human problems may be rooted in some of the most utterly bizarre realities imaginable because mm-hmm. such realities are rarely acknowledged, let alone understood, they are not dealt with. As a result, the problems those realities generate are rarely resolved. And so the world seems to stumble from one calamity to the next.
0: You know, I think it would be um, uh, good to read the last paragraph and the last line. um, Oh, word. Because that's basically validating things that we've been talking about. And this is from his own words. uh, But it's it's so dramatic. It's so so dramatic. It's so so dramatic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Um, Says, I will admit that I began my research and had a bias about what I was expecting to find a human profit motive as the common thread which links various third party influences in mankind's violent history. What I found instead was the UFO. Nothing could have been more unwelcome. I'm welcome. I'm
2: welcome. I'm welcome. I'm welcome. Mm. Mm. So, chapter, chapter two. two, we have, we have north, north, north south, 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 the east, east and west. west.
1: You bitch! <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this together, and you—fuck you, man! <laughs> ah. The
2: northwest, the southwest. <laughs>
1: You're infuriating, buddy. I love you, but like, fuck you,
3: man.
2: (laughs) Uh, Orientation.
0: Okay, so uh, Bramley begins chapter two with a discussion of earth. Like he pretty much says, welcome to earth and all this nonsense. Spaceship earth. Spaceship earth, yeah. And basically he's asked the question um, about humans. Are they merely animals? But immediately says that we're not just animals, that we're actually spiritual beings And then he posed the question, what is a spiritual being? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, this shit, man, I still struggle with this because and this is like light Ike. And so like I need to like dive further into Ike like. Yeah, light Ike. (laughs) Ike like. Ike like Yeah. (laughs) Ike like
2: and like Ike. Um, yeah, yeah. He's, but, he's just sort of just so, sort of over generalizing uh, the, the like the basic ideas of religion. Yeah,
0: so basically, he's saying that a spiritual being is an entity possessed of awareness, creativity, and personality, mm-hmm. and is not composed of matter or any component of the physical universe. That is a big assumption on that too. Whatever he's and so, assuming like, that okay. Consciousness so like, there's or spirituality a lot of
1: implications. Is, so, yeah. with this statement, but like think like soul or personality, even though like. Later, and you'll find after we unravel the later chapters that your idea of self is like fucked up. um, It's a a corruption of the goddamn Brotherhood of the Snake. But we'll get into (laughs) that. No, but um, first chapter two goes, um, and spiritual beings. The only thing I had a real problem with this chapter, he says, um, because he gets into like the idea of like, you know, there's. There are spiritual beings out there, like we're spiritual entities, right. and it brings up uh, the accounts of near-death experiences. Evidence that every person is unique spiritual being is strong indeed. Volumes of fascinating testimony have been gathered from people who have undergone so-called near-death experiences. And he has one footnote, a short but interesting article entitled blah, 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 by Dr. Dickhead <laughs> is found in the August 1985 Andy. issue of the American Institute or American Journal of Psychiatry. Dr. Dickhead presents a statistical blah, 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 blah but he just doesn't cite it. He's just like, I could use like three chapter or three paragraphs out of this fucking paper to make my argument stronger, but then he doesn't. So it's like, you can go find this fucking maybe. Because <laughs> he's publishing in '89, so like the internet's not really around for people. It's like go through your rolodex of the local well, library and hope that really fucking he did this because, up. like, like that bullshit,
2: that particular man. phenomenon is is uh, like it isn't a novel idea. Well, it's, uh, at
0: this was was DMT of a thing back then? Absolutely, like, probably. But the thing Wasn't, is, like,
1: yeah. like he. But the thing is, he has this golden opportunity to go, Ayahuasca, like, here is some like hard no, proof like, actual. to talk about, like, the chemical near death yeah. experiences probably. as some proof extraction. of a spiritual being being a thing. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't do it. It's like sitchenitis almost, where yeah, it's like, it is. Yeah, it is this is like great like argument, key. great proof, and then you never pr- produce the fucking proof.
2: And it's like, yeah, fuck! He does, like, like... It is it is a very, very, very stark implication of that that the whole, like, that whole phenomenon or whatever. I, I mean, I'll agree to that, but at the same time, I, I just... I can sort of see why he'd make that assumption. You just want, bitch. You just want. I can see why he'd go with that assumption or whatever. Like, why is... Because, it's, again, like, he doesn't even want to talk about this shit uh, in depth, or at least he doesn't seem to.
1: Well, the thing that's, like, that's confusing is that with this book, like, Maybe you know, it's just guy, not, as, as Ray uh, mentioned, he only has like two novels or whatever. But maybe, I'm just curious, like, if he's coming to all this like crazy bullshit, like I never thought I'd talk about UFOs and warfare and so slaving human human race. So like, why didn't he go like, Why aren't fairies real? Where's Bigfoot? You he know, does like seem if he's if he's already cracked the, uh, this fucking egg, you know, like there's a there's a almost a dozen more to crack you know
2: right i mean he does seem to be <laughs> like he easily accepts these these ideas or these truths I mean you can throw whatever. in a bigfoot and in
0: a, as a part of the like a nephilim I, character did uh, we mention that before say, that the nephilim or the anunnaki oh, yeah, created like created bigfoot and shit Sasquatch. we did and then 12 planet yeah <laughs> I, no,
1: I, that the Sasquatch was foiling all of the plans. Of the right, right, right. And, <laughs> I can only uh, say, uh, that, yeah.
2: I, I can only think that maybe he glosses over these explanations because he goes into further detail in the specific religions later on when he starts talking about Buddhism, when he starts talking about reincarnation, uh, the, well, the Maverick uh, uh, religion. Well, no, 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 the, the maver- yeah, Maverick religion was the last chapter in this uh, uh, set or, of. Or more chapters, specifically, the Brotherhood but, of the Snake themselves, uh, that kind of thing. I'm not sure. Like, maybe, I, I think. And I'm I'm just I'm playing a, a devil bitch advocate over here in that like no he's, I think you're 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 playing I don't know what you're talking about. That's okay, Daniel. Have another swig. I still hope I you will. choke on that on that hit. <laughs> you bitch. No, like uh, I I think he's just getting warmed up uh, as far as like no, talking like, about this shit. I'm not yeah, trying to the, like. The, the, I'm yeah, not no. saying it's a good. It's not a good way to fucking explain this. No, it's not like it's the thing very is generalized. Like, uh,
1: Bramley posits once kind of again annoying.
2: like they're like, we're spiritual beings. Because he doesn't directly reference like or give any, any, anything good worth well, starting he, with. He, like, but he references uh,
1: like Buddhism, like shortly later, after all this later. little later. diatribe. Yeah, exactly. no, 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 He that's, does that's it like only, right here,
0: like right after the whole like. like immediately after. Like, the, like near um,
1: death experience bullshit. You yeah, you're yeah, right. Excuse me. It's like in life's right. testimony, it's not surprising that a
0: few religions such as
1: Buddhism believe that people are immortal. Uh, Spiritual beings. So I guess to synthesize the idea of the spiritual being, it's it's not just localized to you. It's that we are part of like an infinite like consciousness or whatever that like we're all connected or something like. like, Yeah, stop me if I'm like no, no, no. Again, that's 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 where you make the reference of of, uh,
0: Ike Light because David Ike talks about that a lot. Right,
2: it's a later chapter.
1: Yeah,
0: we're just we're just.
1: A period of consciousness and <laughs> the reptilians. Don't forget the are, hands. You know, like, <laughs> like I love David. Ike. <laughs> I mean, I had to do the hands, dude. And like David, I if you ever stumble upon this or some like fan of yours like fuck these guys because they make fun of you because they even mention audio about your hands. Like I respect <laughs> that, dude. Yeah, but like uh, I, it's just. It's great, dude, because it actually makes your points even more salient. Like, here's like, dude, my hands are fucked up, and I'm still just like, but this point about the queen, and it's <laughs> brilliant, dude. I fucking love it, dude. It's yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty great, great Is he
2: throwing gang signs?
1: <laughs> actually, um, did you guys know that David Ice popped him back up on the fucking YouTube? He was a promo <laughs> band? Holy shit. No, he was part of a band, but like apparently, like I found a new interview, which was uh, a two-part series, which uh, you have like six hours of Ike talking to some like Jesus podcast Christ. asshole. Um, Great, and uh, but he, like, he got all banned, and it's just like so, he can't, he still can't like put stuff up, and uh, a bunch of like links that like support his shit or had his stuff like got wiped, and there's yeah. still some like fringes of that on the YouTube. Right. So like, sorry, Google, don't listen to this too hard. Like there's no David Icke out there. Don't and worry the about it. Is um, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, but apparently he's like creeping back. And so it was like really refreshing to see like a relatively new episode of uh, the David Icke show. Um, so we're going to get into that at, some point like we'll get into ike folks like we're going to because i'm a part of this and we're gonna fucking do it um i think ray's probably amped too maybe roland's i I, I am i am because
0: um it's i mean we could spend a year just talking about fucking david ike dude right um and
1: actually it's fucking funny so from our fan chris he was like, Man, y'all need to quit talking about aliens, yo. <laughs> 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 He's just like, because I was talking about this episode coming up and he was like, Man, did y'all saw aliens last time. I was like, Yeah. he was like, No, I saw aliens earlier. Yeah. Really? yeah. <laughs> and, uh,
0: but don't worry, don't worry. We we're gonna take but, a but break. We're gonna
1: I take did, a, a, a bit of a break I was from like, the hard stuff. I was like, I was like dude, I was like, I was like, but dude, like just so you know, like a lot of these these previous reads have been like extensions of each other. So it's kind of like a series in its own right, but, like, there is a ton of shit that we want to read and go through and talk to people about, like... Yeah, we're it, just, but it's just, we're just aliens going are cool heavy right each. now, But we'll get back into we're going fucking with the hard ghosts, ghosts first and, you know, other, you know, boogie-woogies yeah. out there. Like, we got you guys. <laughs> but right now, it's alien town. So, Chris, this is for you, buddy.
0: <laughs> uh, so, um... He mentions that death, of course, we talked about it. it's kind of the abandonment of the body during the time of intense physical or sometimes even mental injury oh, now shit. He, asked, he asked, he asks, like why does that what does that have to do with human warfare and he says almost and, everything as we shall see and
2: then he jumps straight into it then he goes UFOs well, by the way yeah like, <laughs> and, uh, he's man. got
1: some fucking uh, David Icke shit though here, like actually in my book here you guys can't maybe read it, but I've got some markings (laughs) there that aren't your copy. (laughs) I (laughs) see it, (laughs) David. Like inspiration? Question mark? Because there's a couple sentences here. Um, You're talking about actually. This might like help frame the book a little bit with this definition. Um, A spiritual being is an entity possessed of awareness, creativity, and personality. It is not composed of matter or of. Any other composite or component of the physical universe. It appears instead to be an immortal unit of awareness which cannot perish, although it can become entrapped by physical matter. The spiritual being is fully capable of understanding itself. So, actually, this is going to become really relevant, but that little point about like uh, the spiritual. Being is a immortal being that cannot like die, but it could become trapped in physical matter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's trying to use science to explain spirit. No, 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 Roland, it's not even science. You, no, he's setting up his it later seems like arguments like he's about the atoms, what the gods and what the brother of the snake are going to be Energy doing. Energy is conserved because they're no, they're trapping immortal spiritual beings in physical matter, which is the only thing to be trapped in. So. When you trap phys- or spiritual beings in physical matter, they cannot realize or actualize what they're supposed to be. So you can keep pimping them out for fucking, you know, oh, fries you're, you're for $2. About, a- you're, you're,
2: I'm talking about talking what about he's how, talking about, Roland. Uh, no, so like I'm remembering, I'm remembering like this this uh, section from the later chapter where we're talking about how the fucking Anunnaki uh, kept control of everyone. God damn it. People would die, and then they'd figure out a way to put that energy into another vessel and put them back to work,
1: um, if I recall. And another thing that's uh, a bit, that's you, like a David Ike connection and <laughs> labor book connection, um, quick <laughs> sentence. During life, spiritual beings tend to utilize almost exclusively the perceptions of the physical body. So the dudes we're going to talk about soon trying to ensnare- spiritual beings into physical bodies, it's kind of a double-edged sword where when spiritual beings are in physical bodies, they tend to base all of their experience off of that fucking body. So it's like the fucking Anunnaki are coming in and the physical body to deny the spiritual being of itself are just, it's a pincer move, dude. It's fucking, it's a trap. And I don't stand, I, I don't respect it at all. <laughs> that sounds like what I just said. Fuck you. Um,
0: you're wrong. You're trying to use science. Get out of here. God man. damn it. Both of <laughs> you get fucked. All right. Yeah, I'm using
1: the the cold hard facts of aliens <laughs> coming around and fucking making humanity and then dicking with it for centuries. All right. I, I take see. You a I fucking see your quasi take your- science. No, take your molecules and <laughs> atoms and shit and go fuck yourself, all right, bud?
2: <laughs> i take my no place here and my neutrons. I stick my electrons right up your ass. <laughs> Oh,
1: you would, but I'm a spiritual being. I'm everywhere. <laughs> I,
2: I'm compassed of empty space, and so is your fucking asshole. Are you going to
1: stick it up everyone's asses? Are you going to do that
0: role? Are going to be so rude?
2: You know what? If it comes to that, I'm okay with it. Hey,
0: you're a superstar, right? Um, That's what it takes. I want to uh, segue into chapter three, which uh, involves uh, a little line from Bramley here, which I find rather amusing. And it says that the UFOs appear more and more to be one of the grimmest realities ever confronted by the human race. Keeping the points of our brief orientation in mind, let us now begin a deeper probe.
1: UFOs. Truth Truth. Truth. or Or fiction.
3: fiction.
1: So, like, actually, this chapter is really nice um, from the, like, I guess the first half where he just gives you, you know, just the... No, it's just a historical overview of uh UFO investigation from, like, you know, the, the state.
0: There you go. Uh, <laughs> see, dude,
1: actually, we need to hit up Jonathan Frakes to read this.
0: Who the fuck is Jonathan Frakes?
1: He was Commander Riker in Next Generation. I guess you're well, good. I haven't, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't
0: watched Next Generation, like, as thoroughly. Um, as you guys secondly, have. Secondly,
1: did you ever watch, uh, like... It's like, believe, or it, or believe not, it or not, truth or fiction yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah, that so guy, the guy yeah. with the goatee or whatever. Yeah. yeah. He should read that shit. UFOs, truth, or fiction?
0: We'll be right back. Have sex with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me just get into a little quick introduction here. Uh, so Bramley states that UFOs have been are reported 100 times a year. And I just wanted to bring in some uh, stats as of late stats 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 uh, so 100 times a year 100 times a year ufo reports are claimed to have occurred okay so the most recent mufon report and this is for november uh, shows that there have been 428 ufo sightings from around the world 322 in the united states alone and 32 for us in texas America with the first. top sightings occurring in california which is i believe were 50 or uh, 34 was it
1: like, what's the timeline on this?
0: This is uh, just for the month of November uh, 2020. Oh, what's Washington?
1: Is it up Washington?
0: Anywhere? Yeah, it's there. Give me just a second here.
1: Oh, no, sorry. Thanks. Just <laughs> all of them, of them are in Washington. <laughs> Sweet. Abduct me, dudes.
2: Right. We'll make a podcast. Okay. About so about it. I go. the state of yeah.
0: Washington, Jesus Christ. I Four just and, and a half. Seven. And they'll pay your rent. Oh, seven, seven sightings uh, reported. And mind you that these sightings are allegedly vetted Where's uh, um, before they're actually recorded as actual stats. Where are the
2: most sightings? Work. And that's state? like move on. I like just said California. 34. Protocol, right? Okay. Excuse me. Thank yeah. you. Yeah.
0: It's uh, California, where? Texas, Florida, Arizona, New York, Ohio, North Carolina. How many was, were in Texas? I just said 32.
2: 30, wait. 32. Oh, 32. That was
0: 32.
2: How many were in California?
0: 34.
2: Christ. Okay.
0: Canada has 34 as well, but the United States, it's always the United States is always at the very top. All right. And I'm talking like in the hundreds. So, I mean, the most places, I wouldn't say like a good 12, 15 uh, countries have only one sighting of UFO. Yeah. But, is you there know, a UFO. But what does that mean for the United States? Why is it a hotbed for UFO sightings?
1: Well, as of late one, it's like permeated into our like, collective conscious, I think, like stuff mm-hmm. in the sky, looks weird, UFO, ooh, you know. But I, what <laughs> I want to know is, uh, so although these reports are vetted, you know, are these, you know, cell phone shots from people? Like what is the data sets that they're working with? Um,
0: I don't have that much data. I have to be a oh, MUFON like, member to I, I get those curious, kinds like, of stats. like,
1: how, like, not really, like, you know, throwing a, you know, indictment at you, it's just like mm. really wonder what, like how MUFON you know, determines whether these are yeah. like legit or not, you know
0: because mm. I mean um, well, let me give a little bit of uh, information regarding those uh, 428 really, UFO you know? sightings It says, uh, November saw a total of 428 UFO sightings reported to the mutual UFO network move on from around the world. A breakdown by country is shown below. And you can also see the number of reports by stage shape, shape, and the distance from the witness as well. So if I go any, any further, so there were less than a hundred reported, a hundred feet. Um, there were 46, uh, reports. (laughs) There were 46 sightings that were less than a hundred feet away. Um, there were a hundred or 53. that were 100, 100, feet 100 away. Yeah. Less than a hundred like feet right away. Right
1: fucking there. Less
0: than a hundred feet away. That's that fucking. That is fucking.
1: Nuts. I don't believe that at all. Actually. Uh, yeah. I'm calling bullshit.
0: Now there were 53 between a and 500 feet away. There were 67 from 500 to one mile away. And then 88 from over a mile away. 29 are unknown. 23 have no value, but most impressively, it's, this is them saying it, there were 15 landings, hovering or takeoffs reported, and 13 entities observed.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, that, I, I don't really believe piss,
1: any but the last three categories, right, like a mile or so away or more. Like I, I really don't buy it, man.
0: Well, that's MUFON's uh, report, reported uh-huh. sighting. So
1: All that MUFON stuff got me kind of amped up, dude. Because just like, you know, where are you guys getting these knowledge claims from? Like, how are you vetting your sources?
0: Well, that would be something to research. We should have ask a particular uh, investigators. um,
1: We're still, like, recording, right? Yeah. mm -hmm. Um, See, that's actually something interesting because I want to, like, wonder because – or I have to wonder because uh, Bradley brings up, like, all of the – kind of the – general rigmarole history of like project paperclip and all that sort of bullshit. Um, all of the, you know, probably really poorly funded us military investigations into the phenomenon of UFOs or whatever. Um,
0: yeah, he does mention that the the person who coined the, the, the term, uh, Unidentified flying objects was a uh, yeah. He was
1: trying to like more or, force like captain. make it more legitimate, which yeah. just, I think it was admirable because and the term was flying saucers. Yeah, and he was like, yeah. Up no, until no, that no. point, yeah.
0: Ed- Edward uh, Ruppelt, I believe. Yeah, uh, he was a captain. Captain. Yeah. So uh, I just give it, that guy has a bit of a background in UFOology, and he was he started off with uh, I think it was Project Grudge. And then it kind of turned into Project Sign, and then Project Blue Book. We did mention these uh, these government I, yeah, official we did. Uh, investi- yeah, UFO like, investigation, yeah. It, it stuff feels kind of lame to like, bring Book. this up
1: again and again, but like just for it's our relevant. listeners' sake, like just know, like okay, cool. And it's not like once again right. Project Paperclip and all these other things come up, but and Project Blue Book and Operation shit. It's. It's irrelevant, though, because this is all we have to go off of. Like, it's, it's, this, is it's one of the, like this is what the fucking the, government one is. One of the world's most powerful governments or whatever, as the United States likes to purport itself to be, but their investigations <laughs> yeah. have yielded, you know, some spooky stuff, but mostly it's been denial, denial, denial.
0: Yeah, but, I think their, their intention was to bring some sort of a rational reasoning to people's uh, sightings. Yeah, no, but even, even, balloons, in, a, even in a very shady way too. Um, right. And that was with more with project blue book, it seemed.
1: Yeah. Cause like blue book, like they actually had some data to work with, like. And they just said like, nah. Yeah, they Which were kind of um, funny. Like I, I, I actually they were like, losing control of the narrative,
2: and this was their a, sort a of a pet attempt project
1: to, that we should have to is to actually under. try to acquire the documents from the findings of these various projects and just go over them, dude. Just maybe even verbatim them, just like yo. Here is this you know UFO stuff that everyone talks about. Everyone references lightly. Let's just do it. All right. Let's do it, boys. But <laughs> back to Bramley. Um,
0: uh, the so one he, guy that he
1: brings up that is, like, fascinating is, uh, is it Charles Fort.
0: Yeah. Um, he does mention some books that he wrote. Yeah, which is fucking cool.
1: Like, I love how he brings up Fort early on. And then talks about how it's interesting how Fort and his uh, t- conclusions were similar, even though he didn't read Fort until after like the third draft of the book or something like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but Fort was a dude who wrote a book called uh, The Book of the Damned and uh, I think one or two others at Bramley sites, but he doesn't really go into.
0: And that was actually in 1919- so right, you can say that old this person, yeah, man. this person was uh, entertaining I mean, this idea of back in the day, like even before the the big uh, chariots of the gods came around. Yeah, as dude, far as modern, modern like, times, like, yes,
1: he might be like one of the, like the forefathers of spookology when it comes to That's possible, UFOs, yeah. like. Um. But this guy is fascinating, Do you. Like I, from what Bramley briefly cited from his work. I want to check this guy's shit out, man. I just mm-hmm. haven't gotten off my ass to Amazon or whatever the fuck.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but... And He's got a pretty cool extension. Uh, do you want to read that little paragraph that uh, he included from the Book of the Damned? Yes, I'm going to. Okay, excuse me. Go ahead.
1: Um, I'm just building up to it because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beer, you know. Uh, <laughs> but... Um,
2: it's very, very cool, well written. Though. It's super well written. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's I fascinating. Read this and you, and, and like, this guy was like, "I did like that description." So, to preface this,
1: once again, just like this book is a an extension of Sitchin's writings, um, what's fucking funny is that Fort could be considered an extension of Sitchin's writings, even though Sitchin wrote his his book in seventy six. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they come to these like. Very interesting, startling, same conclusions. So, Fort writes, or Fart (laughs) writes, I think we're property. I should say we belong to something that once upon a time, the earth was no man's land, that other worlds explored and colonized here and fought among themselves for possession, but that now it's owned by something, that something Mm -hmm. owns the earth, all other warned off. So in this man, like and and Bradley takes it pretty cool from here. He's like, oh yeah, cool. So, you know, Force talking about we're property, right? We're creations of these fucking lazy ass, you know, aliens. But an important why, idea why that Bradley brings on, and when he introduces the idea of the custodians, is that he's like, dude. So, yeah, maybe the Nephilim were the boss bitches here at one point, but maybe they just you know, pawned off humanity to some other people or yeah. some other fucking, and mm-hmm, then they pawned yeah. them off, you know? Right. And so um, I think I'm jumping ahead a little bit to break Bramley's tradition, but it's really cool. I'm not even going to go into the, the name that he gives them or whatever, but it's really cool to think, like, because in other like ancient astronaut theories or whatever the fuck you have a situation where it's always one type of alien fucking with people. And Bradley brings the idea of like, well, maybe it's like a corporation,
0: you know? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Fucking, you know, T-Mobile owners change all the time, you know, and no one knows about (laughs) that. Like, and he's talking about those aliens owning fucking people. It's fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> it's so American. Like, fuck.
2: Yeah, he goes into that uh, actually, like, right uh, immediately following. Uh, Ford goes on to talk, or he he includes another paragraph of him talking about why. Or rather, uh, <clears throat> Bramley asking why we haven't seen these aliens, and like, then he, he clips another fort quote saying that, well, like, why uh, would we if we could educate and sophisticate pigs, geese, cattle, would it be wise to establish diplomatic uh, relation with the hen that now functions, satisfied mm-hmm. with mere sense of achievement by way of compensation? Uh, and then, like he immediately follows, into ju- exactly what you what you talked about. Like you didn't you didn't really jump that far ahead. Uh, I suspect that, right. after all, we're useful. Oh, thanks. Among cool. contesting claimants, uh, adjustment has occurred. That's exactly it. Like, or that something now has a legal right to us by force or by having paid out analogs of beads <laughs> for us to former, more primitive owners of us that all of this has been known perhaps for ages to certain ones upon this earth, a cult or order members of which function like bellwethers to the rest of us or superior slaves or overseers directing us in accordance with instructions received from somewhere else uh, in our mysterious usefulness. So yeah, like there's, so this, I I think that that this is a pretty good uh, like little preface to the, you know, which I don't know because I haven't read all of this, but I think it's like one of the main sort of uh, influences throughout throughout his his ideas, or in through history, is the, the Brotherhood of the Snake people. Uh, apparently, like how he so, talks about them. Well, we're not even there yet. No, we're dude. not. But like, I just it seems to me to just sort of. Well, reference I wasn't trying to be shitty. Just no, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm jumping ahead now as far as that
1: goes, well, and I'm. Like admittedly, I'm getting a little anxious about this next section because it's not like a millennial like, oh my god, everything is anxious, you know, draw, you know, producing or anxiety producing. But I I think there's a, a difficult section we're getting into this chapter where he goes into the what twelve or fifteen proofs as to
2: why yeah, yeah there are so arguments that he made yeah yeah Ray, Ray and I yeah, were talking about this the um, last time it, it's a pretty long winded.
0: Section. So, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go through and read uh, the arguments that he proposes, and then we can kind of briefly go over them. Um, yeah, each one.
2: Chapter three is for some reason one of the longer.
0: Yeah, but but it's
1: because he lists like all it's, these it's, arguments
0: and like yeah. um, it's, it's super. A lot. It's a it's it a more a lot.
2: dense
1: chapter. Like later on, like I guess particularly after um this first chunk of ten chapters, it ramps into some really dense shit. But. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say of the first 10 chapters that perhaps this session we're going to go into probably one of is the, one of the most tedious term mm-hmm. for lack of a term. Yeah. <clears throat>
2: it's, it seriously drags. Yeah. But um, I mean, we're and he's I, trying to and pose all these questions without some we, of the proofs. But like we're, we're all
0: like under the assumption that the, the UFOs thing is supposed to be true. And he just goes through and just, is either just trying to solidify that fact for, for himself. So let me just go over number one here. And again, let me just read this before we actually yeah, go yeah, into yeah, that. Yeah, go for it. But I, I have some, some
1: comments on this one particularly. Okay,
0: some uh, persuasive sounding arguments have been advanced to refute the evidence that one or more extraterrestrial societies have been visiting the earth. And some of those arguments are worth addressing. And this is number one. No, inche- no intelligent life other than mankind has been proven to exist elsewhere in the universe. Actually, would you read that first paragraph though? Like and he just yeah, proves it right. immediately right. following. Sure. So it says, at first glance, this seems to be true. However, one need only look right here on Earth to find the other intelligent life forms. Studies of dolphins and other large marine mammals have revealed a high intelligence in many of those creatures. Analysis of other anim- other mammals. Have uncovered in some of them a level of intelligence much higher than previously believed. Do you think that's
2: like an argument of semantics though? Because I thought the general assumption, I thought the general assumption to the idea of there not being intelligent life or proof of it within the other universe is that they're talking about intelligence, like human level intelligence or higher advanced. Not this little, like, I mean, not to disparage dolphins. But come on. Not that, like,
1: (laughs) fucking fucking
0: fucking dolphin holes The fucking
1: dolphin can get a fucking piece of fish from Uh, a trainer. Yeah, that's You talking shit on Flipper, bro?
2: (laughs) Fuck him, all right? Yes, I (laughs) am. That sure sucked. (laughs) Uh, Fuck Flipper, right? No, like, (laughs) so, again, this seems like a, not necessarily a, petty argument but it's just like a yeah i'm kind of right and you know like i'm going to talk about this but and so it seems like to bramley it goes literal, on too literal i think an in interpretation bramley i don't
1: know. About this point for another like half page but i have a yes, sentence he does. underlined here <laughs> which i underlined commented on and i gotta share so he's basically talking about like the fact that like Dolphins be smart. Other things be smartish. Um, so why is it? So the smart fact that stuff they all flourish. Else? Yeah. The fact that they all flourish together on this one small planet is, is an excellent indication that other intelligent creatures can exist elsewhere <sighs> under the right conditions. Yeah. It, it's, okay. So mm. this sentence itself is fucked up because it's like, all right, um, we all flourish. All right. Cool. Apparently we flourish. Cool. All right. I'll I'll accept that. But then. Other creatures can exist elsewhere like under saying, the right conditions. How like grand saying, is that? So exactly. it's like, like if there's another Jehovah, the huge, you know, like it's,
2: it's like saying, <laughs> okay, because there are amoebas, you know, there, 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 there could be Borg out there too. You know, we don't know. But that.
1: the biggest critique I have with this because which, without this the amoebas, is the thing I wrote down, and this is have, a personal note for me. We wouldn't have the. New when root. I was early on in my doctoral game. I had this site I want to work at. And when I presented the idea to one of my advisors and all the rationale for it, she was like, oh, you're taking stats, aren't you? I was like, yeah. She's like, okay. Well, in stats, what would this site be? And it was a sample of one. Thus, there's nothing to compare it to. Mm -hmm. And so... That thing stuck out, or that conversation stuck out to me, or stuck out to me when I read uh, this fucking Pastor Bramley, where he's like, "Oh well, there's plenty of intelligent and semi intelligent things on here Here, so that must mean there's something else out there." But he has nothing to compare it to. Like uh, we're we're uh, a rock just floating around. That's we think is wacky because it has life. It's the assumption of we only know about like maybe a few hundred you know solar bodies around
2: us, including. Comets, you know all that bullshit is that i forget the argument but is and i'm probably fucking up the explanation to it but is that the the idea or the theory of the assumption of the of uh non-existence or non-non-proof being like look if we have this and this and this wasn't what, what isn't there to say that like that it yeah. is isn't, isn't out I there. Isn't that some yeah, kind, yeah, of that, probability that is kind of that
1: is one of, thing? of those like right. uh, yeah. like philosophical uh, argument fallacies yes, or thank you whatever. Um, but yes, that is totally there. So it's like and isn't you know, the you use
2: those same arguments?
1: Pretty much. It's like the absence of evidence yes, is evidence. Thank you. Thank you. That's I got you. Trust me. I was like, like this is a bullshit. Like, come on. Uh, no, and um, he's playing around. We'll get into it a little further once we get into this book a little bit more. But this, like, is,
2: this is where I'm almost just like, are you being a smart ass here again, dude? Like, is this like you're throwing in your, your snark about how you really didn't want to talk about this? And so, like, that was his first proof, right? You know, so yeah, the second yeah. proof 12 more to go. <laughs> yeah, there's a million more to go, guys.
1: Oh. And uh, I'll read the second one. Okay, go ahead. There's not been a single UFO sighting which could not be explained as a natural or human phenomenon. Therefore, all UFOs must be such phenomena. He contradicts himself because he should have stopped his book here. Because like, if all UFOs could be explained as human or natural phenomenon, then UFOs don't exist.
0: Well his the what is he does, he does, he, he, the first he, sentence he, following Wait, why are you talking about like the it is possible to explain almost anything as anything? This argument uses faulty logic. Yes. Well yeah, that's the first right. sentence. And that's how
1: he like tries yes. to deconstruct it, but I'm just sitting sure there going like, Well, why your inherent premise is flawed because of the very argument you posed right
2: afterwards, dude. Like Well, granted it's not his it's not his premise. Like, I mean, apparently he's drawing these arguments from- So, look, well,
0: like, in, the, in the next paragraph, is he stating the fact that- Popular like, theory. Um, Where it says many UFO sightings are given- Is it prosaic? Prosaic. Prosaic. Explanations only by ignoring evidence, which clearly reveals that they are not earthly phenomena. So, basically, is he saying that it's just like a sabotage? They're trying to sabotage uh, evidence right. to kind of uh, just like, like explain it, give it a rational type of uh, yes. reasoning? In a like, way. Like, well, what I think it's really funny, they're
2: intentionally uh, ignoring. Uh, um, like we'll get into
1: this in a sec, but like or like the later subject of this book. But I think it's funny how he spends so much time on these proofs, but they're baffling when he tries to over-explain them. Does that make sense, dudes? Like, is he like twelve proofs of like UFO nonsense or whatever, and? These are this is like the fucking hardest chapter of the book. Like I'm good with all like the fucking Brotherhood of the Snake. It took
2: me a while while to get through this, actually.
1: Fuck, dude. Like overall, like his his like refutations are solid, but some of them are like really janky. And I think like Point one and point two are the weakest. This is something, it and then he just rolls with it because they get easier as we go along, boys. Yeah, this is one that could so definitely be more. So number number three reference. is uh,
0: there has been no hard evidence of UFOs or ancient astronauts. And, says, and this uh, is
1: really cool. I think this is like where he goes into the the math of it, and he talks about like he compares it to modern commercial air 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 fl- air flights. Yeah, and talks about how like. There's such a low percentage of crashes, and right. you're not going to find like a random black box like five miles away from where the fucking crash happened because no, that's because not how the fucking works. We extrapolate
2: those those statistics into UFO sightings and the possibility, right. of, The probability of of uh, of a crash. Uh, and it's, so, it's like some, here, like, like he has some really it's, good it's examples. It's really I cool. Like, like
1: I think, like the math he runs on this, like after guess, a while, it gets a guess. little abused because it's just simple multiplication. Mm-hmm. Basically, like a let us assume there that go. the reported alien spacecraft spacecraft in our skies has precisely the same safety record as American Airlines, right? Um, no better and no worse. Let us guess that 2,000 flying saucer flights are made over Earth every year. That amounts to five and a half flights every day. We will assume that each hypothetical saucer flight is made as a as low as as oh sorry as as
0: a at as a at low. low. At a low. But, fuck,
1: I can't read, apparently. I'll just do that. If a mass mishap should occur, the debris would fall to Earth before disintegrating in the atmosphere. Right. So he's talking about like, all right, so the chance for stuff hitting the planet
2: is hard enough because it's going to fucking burn up in the atmosphere. Right, just, just in the same reason why we don't... Uh, see like much degree but or anything that's assuming
1: from, they have earth materials from if they have space materials that yeah, that's that's clunk what I was going to say yeah
2: exactly <laughs> yeah. they would they would i would assume have uh, ships built of materials resistance to, uh, to high well, heat and high pressure. Well, not
1: if they're the Anunnaki of uh, fucking Sitchin, because apparently they had to fucking, you know, jump off a plant to get right. here
0: <laughs> while yeah. it was already on the
2: way, you know. Wasn't so that mean We had to calculate uh, their you know,
0: orbit correctly just to make yeah. it to Earth.
2: And uh, they're all gas-powered, by the way, so there's that oh, other yeah, limitation they need as well. <laughs> yeah. There's that other limitation. Yeah. Maybe they're not so advanced as we think, you know. These motherfuckers are running on diesel.
0: Okay, but, so... Um, um,
2: Session so continued. Oh, sorry. Bramley <laughs>
1: it feels like Session, though. It does. Putting all the above figures together, we discover that a flying saucer would crash or drop a substantial chunk of debris only once every five centuries. And he ramps the math where he's like, okay, say it's twice the amount of fucking spaceships. Then that's only 10 every fucking few centuries and so on and so forth. So... He makes this like really cool argument, I think here, and I'm not sure if he borrowed it from anybody, but it's like it's unlikely that we'd have fucking hard evidence of a fucking crashed fucking airspace a- engine or whatever
0: the fuck. Um, well, I mean, according to Roswell, we have a well. No, 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 see,
1: like if Roswell happened, then that would be like a outlier in the. Like whole yeah, the, the, uh, spread, the,
0: uh, right? Uh,
2: exception to the rule, right?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I guess that I guess that, but that is the case for Roswell, though, isn't it? Because I mean, it's one of the only ones that have they've uh, reported a, such a flying saucer as crash and stuff. So I mean,
1: right? You mean
2: the weather balloon? You mean the, the, yeah?
0: Sorry, the weather balloon. I thought it was the official the, report. I
2: thought it was the uh, the uh, cover up of the SR eighty eight, but uh, that's just me.
0: Anywho, no.
1: So like, yeah. So like. But the thing is, um, to add to Bramley's argument of, like, why we don't see much physical evidence of these fucking dudes, like, crashing or whatever. Um, So, say we have a Roswell incident. Now, everyone's expecting a fucking Roswell incident to happen, like, in fucking, you know, Saudi Arabia, fucking Africa somewhere. But this might be the one fucking case where, you know boom, outlier. We do have a fucking, you know, evidence on Earth. But that doesn't discredit or discount the fact that there could be still, you know, thousands of these fuckers flying around.
0: Right.
1: Which I think is cool. Like, um, like Bramley, when he like grounds it to reality stuff, or sorry, like, like it's ground truth sits to, to earth. Like it's it's super sensible. Yes. Um, but yeah, like some of these proofs, like you just whip through them. He's like, fuck this, this is bullshit. You know, here's some other, you know, counterpoints. It's groovy. But about half of them are super hard to read, man. And we'll get into them. So, Ray, you want to go to okay, so number five,
0: I guess? Number five. I, I witnessed testimony in UFO cases. Wait, wait, wait. Five? Yes. Sorry. Five. Four. four, dudes. We just went into uh, yeah. evidence. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I'm already, like, reading ahead here. All right. All right. Okay. So, number four. If UFOs are extraterrestrial aircraft, there should be an undisputed photograph of one by now.
2: Mm. And I mean, that's... Seems to lead back into three or whatever. If we're not going to find uh, hard evidence, what are the odds of us finding?
1: This is not to say that clear photos of apparently genuine alien aircraft do not exist. If you do, and they can be found in various books written by responsible UFO researchers. And he just have a little fucking, you know, footnote there. Oh, good old footnote.
3: <laughs>
1: For advice concerning the authenticity of UFO, UFO photographs, contact MUFON. Yeah. yeah Hit man. them up.
0: You know, but. Uh, in uh, old Seguin, Texas.
1: <laughs> but I, I did write a little note there. Because like, all you
0: know, was like, oh, yeah, there's a will
1: peel photographs. I was like, oh, but not a single shout out. Trust me, you know, like, fuck, dude, like, because he does make some, like, incredibly bold claims, like, how things exist or don't exist, and when it's either case, he does not present a fucking photo or fucking anything, really, like, he's like, yo, yeah, contact MUFON and ask them about the fucking photos yeah, that I of offhandedly points, reference, points the if right they're direction. legit,
3: yeah. like
1: no, no, no. He's like, I yeah, there's photos oh, the I've only, seen them. Ask Mufon about the photos I saw, and because I don't have permission Mufon's to put those like, photos up. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> he's talking about. Like,
0: mm-hmm. this is bullshit, man. <laughs> Send him a DM on Twitter. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll move a little bit uh, quicker through some of these because there there are a lot. Uh, Number five, his eyewitness testimony in UFO cases is inherently unreliable. Such testimony is therefore insufficient evidence of extraterrestrial visitation. And uh, one of the points he... um, UFOlogical principle number one. Basically, honest and intelligent persons who are suddenly exposed to a brief unexpected event, especially one that involves an unfamiliar object, may be grossly inaccurate in trying to describe precisely what they have seen. And you did... uh, that was a footnote, right? That you read earlier. No, no, no. That's a different one. That's that's one of the. Where's the footnote on that? That one? one.
2: I think that's at the end of the, the the end of the book. You'd have to go to oh, chapter. Oh, you have to go back uh, there. Mm.
0: And he cites uh, the Condon report or the Condon report. Yeah, uh, the, the Condon discusses, report. Yeah. Uh, what occurred after a Russian spacecraft, Zond four, went awry and began its reentry into Earth's atmosphere in March third, so nineteen
2: sixty-eight. That particular reference at the end of that little quote is uh, from uh, UFOs explained by uh, Philip J Klaus. Oh so, yeah, Yeah,
0: so uh, basically uh, referencing the the Condom Report, the Condom Committee discovered that at least half of the Zone 4 Zone Zone 4 eyewitnesses gave accurate and unembellished reports of the event and the observations of the cigar-shaped craft with the win- with windows came only from a minority. And from the accurate reports, a careful UFO researcher would have been able to eliminate the erroneous descriptions and correctly identify the Zon4 reentry as debris or a meteoric phenomenon. Right. Uh, number six is sophisticated listening devices have been pointed toward the heavens to pick up extraterrestrial communications, and so far, no such communications have been detected. And this is further this evidence was that there a, is no intelligent life nearby. That that's This goes back to
1: a trope that, like, Anybody that has like checked out anything about this, like particular thing, like shooting radio waves at the heavens yeah, or whatever, right, exactly. It's like, oh well, what if the aliens don't use radio waves, right? Or yeah. what if they've been dead for thousands of years, or what if they don't exist yet? You know, it's this whole thing. Like, but but Bradley does bring up a cool point, which I like. He does go sciency on us every once in a while. It's
2: like okay, Just saying that they could with
1: could the but uh, electromagnetic sphere or right. spectrum. Mm-hmm. We only have so like only ideas so of this range but like fuck, there's, you know, there's uh, tons great, of more frequencies exactly. that we don't know about. You know, right. we can't even fucking detect. Right. um Which I think is fucking interesting because like, well, if we can't detect them, how do we know they're not there? Like, is there some sort of- We like, don't. Yeah. No, right. there isn't. Like, Is it like speculation
2: again, or is it like- um, only based on, on, uh, the fact that that sort of thing may be possible or rather in accepting the limitations of, of, uh, of your instruments that there are measurements beyond that or there right.
1: theoretically no, should uh, be. Like, right? that, like theoretically it was fine, but like Bramley sounded fucking certain <laughs> that
3: there might <laughs> be
1: like,
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he seems to sort of like accept that if there is intelligent life out there it's it's something that's beyond uh, you know like what we can understand and I think he even doesn't he mention that before that the ideas of uh, or rather like what people think they see abductees uh, is likely like a small representation of what they actually experience or realize kind of thing um, because of no, uh, he he didn't really talk about that but bitch no cool. it was in there fuck you <laughs> cunt
0: so anyway. let's go on to number seven. If so many flying saucers are visiting earth, why are there why are they not detected more often on radar which
2: that, that seems to have i don't know like that's that okay that's confusing only because like that pretty much was answered before
0: yeah
1: it's a, it's a it's a quick part of a section geez. anyway really it like, is like, actually he, it mostly explains a way like
3: by oh, the fact
1: that like. Radar techs are trained to basically ignore fucking blips. And yeah, this is like apart from that, like modern technology in the I guess late 80s when he's writing this this, is like rule
2: 680. They
1: already like cut out fucking blips that are you know not right, they're they're expected.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, within a particular range, anything past that is either uh, noise, uh, uh, background, as a for, in a form of background noise, uh, background radiation, uh, anomalous. That is to say, it has nothing to do with what they're looking for, so they're just going to discount right. it because they're trying to narrow in on the specific things that there should be they're concerned with, and this is not one of them. And so, uh, yeah, there isn't anything to say that that uh, that uh, the discarded information doesn't contain, uh, uh, examples of, of UFOs or, you know, things that, that, uh, they don't understand or, or wouldn't be able to explain because they're not concerned with it. Uh, mm-hmm. they, you know, like re, re, people reading radar pre, uh, in in a submarine, like that's their job. And they're, they're not worried about little green men. They're worried about like, uh, they're worried about getting bombed out of the, blown out of the water or whatever the hell, or being, uh, observed, uh, uh remotely and that, those kinds of things. Like it's, a, that's just, yeah, it's, a, it's a consequence of their training. Right.
0: Okay. So let's go on to number eight. Uh, many people have testified under hypnosis to being abducted by UFOs. Such testimony is inherently suspect because people who have never been abducted can be coached into creating seemingly realistic abduction memories while they are under hypnosis, and I invoke uh, Which, Strieber on this yeah, one. yeah <laughs>
1: so say, on this
2: on this note, um this is another one that was folded into one of the earlier ones right, right. I Number think five. this
1: premise is flawed overall, like he does break it down like and it's fine, but this could been know, been for another one five a like this is the the whole point is like you know. Some people can be fucking, you know, convinced that they got abducted, but it doesn't like discount like actual accounts
2: because I don't think he's trying to to disparage the entire technique. He's just saying no, that no, for no. The no most he part, isn't. But it's just like it, it's just like it oh, is, when it comes to UFOs, right. like people can be told
1: like right. oh yeah, you got your butthole fucking you know leached into <laughs> you. Huh? Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. yeah, I did. I fucking did. You know, this and is, that's what he's like shitting against real quick. But it's
2: just like a really specific uh, uh uh mention or whatever, and like yeah, yeah, it sort of ties into before again to why a lot of abductee stories, a lot of photographs are bunk whatever it's like but some of them are credible go to mufon you know and like they're the ones that know kind of thing like, well i mean i, we, I seems... mentioned wheatley
0: schreber i mean there's a whole book yes, based on that on, and no. that's how right. he recounts most of his uh right. experience right 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 and and that's includes and not just even, him but his son his wife the first like i think they did and the i friends mean at and, some point. and
2: like again going like this has been a theme for all the fucking uh books that we've gone through before that goes back Michelle into show. remembers, remembers right. the same yeah, thing aliens
1: like, yeah <laughs> or Satan and the devil,
2: right? right. they're all the same thing. You're hypnotized to believing the uh, uh, the alien is the devil, or the devil is an alien, or whatever. And the you hell. shit
0: on the Bible because Satan.
2: Yep, there you go. Because you were told you're coached Satan. into it.
0: <laughs> okay, number nine: the mathematical odds of an extraterrestrial race discovering Earth are too remote for it to be likely. Again, that folds into like some of the other stuff regarding the uh, yeah crashes or even like uh, the probability of there being life on other planets and shit like that.
2: But again, these are popular theories, right? Yeah. This is not, this is, none of this is, uh, none of this is Bramley himself talking. No. He's he's trying to summarize. Eh.
0: And uh, one of this number 10 is one I think is pretty funny, is uh, only people with yeah. mental problems believe in UFOs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, I take offense to that. We're talking about it. it's a it's a compliment. <laughs> it's
2: the rest of these fucking sheep or whatever that
0: that have the problem, not you, us, you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number eleven is uh, UFO theories are money making rackets designed to prey on the gullible. Um, he has mm-hmm. one of the best sentences in
1: this fucking book. After that point,
0: is it? Uh, it is truism. Yeah. yeah, It is truism that there are two great crimes in our society, having money and not having money. Both are punished for equal ferocity. You bum <laughs> With equal ferocity. <laughs> you you're entitled
1: I, I wrote literally like one of the best sentences in this book. Like, like holy shit, that grabbed me.
0: <laughs> uh, so we have number 12 here. The UFO behavior does not conform to what we think intelligent extraterrestrial behavior ought to be. And uh, he's like, well, why do
1: we assume that they got to be like what we think like?
2: <laughs> the stuff <laughs> of a Buck me. Rogers
1: movie. Believe me. Like, there's so many fucking proofs in this fucking chapter. Yeah, uh, we're almost done. We're almost done with this
0: one here. We're getting close, boys. Yeah. So I, number 13 uh, is that in the past, a few UFO sightings touted as proof of extraterrestrial visitation by top UFO researchers have proven to be earthly phenomenon or hoaxes, such errors should be cast or should cast doubt on all proclamations by UFO researchers. And I that yeah, would go back
1: blanket thing. That would like, go back well, to like Project Blue Book right, or any well, of those the, types of uh
0: scientific uh that's the, reasonings for sighting or mass sightings in this case. That's yeah. the
2: stigma that like blankets the whole goddamn, you know study or whatever. The whole thing is just like, well, right. Uh these were fake what the fuck why should we believe anything else oh
0: like, it's just like a sun glare or yeah, some uh, shit like that swamp gas
2: uh, yeah. uh, or, from uh, uh, that really bad uh, bowl of chili I had two days ago <laughs> yeah, and
0: it was a mass fart exactly I <laughs> saw so, like the swamp gas like caused the right. UFO
2: sighting everybody had menudo and they went <laughs> home and just blew a cloud of ass everywhere and
0: so number 14 expressing theories the of radars. extraterrestrial visitation uh, and of ancient astronauts is dangerous to society. I wouldn't like say so. How? I wouldn't say fucking so. How? There's a whole goddamn uh, series on TV and people seem to just enjoy it well, I mean, without this is, going fucking this crazy. It's like
2: ancient religion in a nutshell, but yeah. Because uh, like all this shit's in there and he's going to go on and talk about it. Actually, he, he did talk Wait, about it. Roland, but we didn't even I think mention you're off it. base with this.
1: <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> I really, no, like,
2: sincerely, I think I, you are, man. Like, no, I, I mean, I
0: don't, oh,
2: I don't see it as dangerous to society only in that. It's something that seems to have oh, been mentioned again. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah,
0: you bitch, you bitch. Uh, number 15, I feel is a fairly juvenile argument. It says if there are, are so many UFOs, why haven't I seen one? And he claims because I've never seen one either, but I also have never seen India <laughs> but the circumstantial evidence of its existence tends to make me think that India probably exists.
2: I've seen a map. <laughs> yeah. But that's just an
0: illustration. That's just a uh, colored oh, illustration. Oh, How am I supposed a, to believe that's real?
2: That's just following into the uh, governmental dogma of uh, the idea that there that the flat Earth theory is not true. Yeah, you're right.
0: And the the one point I wanted to make before even going into this, uh, the fact that it's titled UFOs, uh, Truth or Fiction, is that <laughs> we as the persons reading this are supposed to say that or or are supposed to already believe that UFOs are real and he's just right. kind of throwing this out there he's just, just like, for, oh is it real or isn't oh yeah. that
1: guy fucking deflates your shit little so yeah.
0: I want to read the last paragraph here which kind of proves that and that is at, the, at this stage in my discussion I may disappoint some readers by stating that It is not my purpose to write yet another tome which analyzes modern UFO sightings or which uh, parades forth any array of ancient astronauts evidence simply to prove visitation that has been adequately done elsewhere. (laughs) <laughs> the whole point of like find it somewhere else yeah. if you want to go into that yep. if you remain a UFO skeptic I recommend that you study the other UFO literature before continuing with this book the gods of Eden is written for those people who already take seriously the possibility that earth has been visited by an extraterrestrial society and this book actually begins where Charles Fort left off <laughs> so again he's already he's claiming that he's like the taking the reins on this discussion. the second
1: coming of Charles Fort Yeah, the second second coming of Charles Ford. And he does
0: uh, give two, um, I guess what he says, because I'm risking a great deal by making this book available, I ask my readers for two favors before they pass judgment on whatever I have written. Please read the entire book carefully, and please read the chapters in the order in which they appear. I think we mentioned that beforehand. A
2: grudging drama queen. Chapter Chapter four, four. The Gods of of
0: Eden. Eden. And in this chapter is when he invokes Sitchin primarily, or his theories mm. of ancient astronauts. Uh, but he does uh, refer to the the gods that visited Earth as uh, was it custodial.
2: You're right, the custodians. Yes, yeah, this is where yeah. the custodial Which gods. Which I like. Come in. I like that. Or character- the custodians. I like yeah. the characterization of them because he uses that to. Kind of like what Sitchin did in tying like or connecting the Nephilim to everyone. Are you but, telling
0: me there are a bunch of goddamn janitors coming to bit, Earth?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit more like simplified, uh, which I I, I kind of prefer because uh, Sitchin does get a little confusing when he starts weaving in the 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 Babylonians with the Mesopotamians with the Assyrians with uh modern Christianity and that sort of thing.
0: I I don't want to get in. Necessarily too deep into this cha- chapter because we did that already.
1: No, we already talked about
0: we the, fucking with it man. extensively. If you want to get more into chapter twelve, uh the gods of Eden or the custodial beans or the Nephilim, the Anunnaki, or, go read the 12th Planet, in which he invokes here. He, and he says in this book, the Twelve Planet authors, author, author Zechariah Sitchin, exhaustively analyzes the Sumerian creation stories, and by all means, go ahead and do that because
1: but. So, Anu-lish. in this chapter, though, like Anu-lish. Bramley just made up the idea that the custodians wanted to block humanity from what he referred to as a spiritual recovery or whatever to find out that they're, you know, infinite beings basically, that we right. are infinite beings. And uh, he draws on like the Bible a little bit in this chapter because he talks about like Genesis and the whole, right. you know. Tree of Life, Tree of Knowledge stuff, which Sitchin covers or whatever uh, quite extensively. I thought that was interesting because, you know, Sitchin, or sorry, Bramley's talking about, like, human enslavement through warfare or whatever. But when it came to Adam and Eve and all of the whole thing about, like, oh, it wasn't that they were naked. Um, so the implication that is that Adam and Eve felt degraded by their nakedness because it was a sign of their enslavement, not because of being naked was in itself bad. Right. Right. Um, They were compared to animals. Right. And here's where we get back into like land with the, you know, the tree of life and, or sorry, the fruit (laughs) of life, fruit of uh, knowledge or whatever. Um, But... He spices it up by talking about the snake. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it is more relevant in the next chapter, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Ray, yeah. if you remember.
0: Um, so I, I do want to just touch on the fact that uh, he does talk about the, the Bible and the Garden of Eden. And he does mention the snake. Ooh. And the snake itself says... Uh, To determine what the biblical snake represented, we must go back once again to the older pre-biblical sources. When we do so, we discover that the snake symbol had two very important meanings in the ancient world. It was associated with the custodial god, Ea, our reputed creator and benefactor of mankind. And it was also represented by an influential organization with which Ea was associated. And then we're gonna go into chapter five, brotherhood of the snake, snake, snakes. Oh, snake, well, snake.
1: in chapter four though, like it's fucking great because um, Bramley pulls a sitchin. I can't remember like what sitchin did in Pull Planet <laughs> that like sitchin, yeah. inside of this, or but he fucking talks about how. Uh, like, how evolution is nonsense. It's like, you know, all the people came from slime and, you know, fish and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's ridiculous. So if you think about it, the modern tale of evolution is more ridiculous than the idea that we're fucking slaves of the custodial races. (laughs) Like, it's fucking hilarious, man. (laughs) Um, Like, I put fucking what in my notes for the whole, like, modern view is actually more, like, ridiculous than the ancient one. And then note two was, like, uh talking about the tale of Adam and Eve. And it was, like, it was all symbolic. And actually, that was one point of contention I had. It's, like... He argued that the tale of Adam and Eve was the only story out there that was symbolic entirely in nature, and I call bullshit on that because I think about Azazel's fables. I think about world diver myths. You know, uh, Mother Spider fucking myths from the Hopi. It's bullshit, man.
0: There are um, many other um, stories that um, not. I think the the fact that they just reference. Uh, The biblical stories uh, is a mistake on their part because I feel that just uh, limits their argument of whatever they're talking about.
1: Well, and it's fucking funny, too, because like uh, Bramley went and talked about how like the story of Adam and Eve was entirely symbolic. And then in the second to last paragraph... He says the snake too was a symbol, not an actual reptile. Like motherfucker, y'all told us that like it was all symbolic. It was all bullshit. And like, but no, just you know, the snake wasn't real too. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> goddammit. I <laughs> uh, uh, Yeah, I just sort of wanted to mention it, or like sort of try to make sense of what I was, I was thinking of before, mm-hmm. like in how you <laughs> made a made a point to. Uh, to uh well to say that uh uh bramley doesn't doesn't talk into uh no, north american cultures right. and I thought that he sort of falls uh, runs into the same he runs through the same directions that Sisson goes to that is to say he goes into the origins of of modern civilization you know yeah, like but the it's middle east the middle, exactly yeah. exactly and Even how though that, like
1: even though, like, at least Bramley admits, like, or at least mentions uh, that there are cultures in South America that have flood myths or whatever, which right. is yes. relevant later. So does, but, like, that's about the only, like, discussion of, like, anything outside of, like, the old world
2: so does that Sitchin, he really right? fucks with,
1: man. And yeah. same
2: decision. yeah. Precisely. They don't really go yeah. into the new world stuff. And I, I, it almost feels like uh, Bramley makes the same uh, sort of, like, mistaken assumptions of the idea of primitive man. Or whatever, like oh right, these like guys I'm waiting for here. the
1: fucking I'm waiting for the fucking novel to come out or serious historical research, whatever you want to call it, um, about like well, fuck, man, like assuming the idea of Pangea and people were around for a long time. What about the New World? Like, why wasn't the New World like not a jumping off point?
2: Right. Uh, so, you know. I
1: mean, particularly like with some of the stuff I've been like checking out, like. They're like, oh, well, like, look at Inca architecture. Like, it's a poor, like, replication of this, like, older stonework. Like, who did that, you know? Um, And then going into some of the, like, flood myths and the hit, like. So there's an idea that a flood hit the area of Tiwanaku. And that's why you have all this shit spread everywhere or whatever. Mm-hmm. As far as all the uh, megalithic uh, constructions that ancient aliens dickheads go out and show how precise the architecture was and hold a builder square to it and say, oh, it's square, but you still still see fucking sunlight going through it. Mm-hmm. It's fucking bullshit, man. <laughs> Fuck you, David Childress. You're fucking full of shit, dude. Fuck you, dude. I'll fight you, dude. I will literally fight you, dude. Fuck that, man. Like, no gloves, man. I'll just go fight you, dude. Because you're fucking full Ooh. of shit.
0: Um, okay. That's, that's, um, yeah. This so chapter that was, up. that was pretty Bro, much. Oh, no. David Childress <laughs> should
1: get bought and should be me. That's, <laughs> that's but that's yeah, all I, I was, that's
2: all, that was all I was thinking about. And that, like, he's, again, Brumley seems to fall into the. Can I do the, do the chapter child for
1: this one? Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Chapter, chapter five.
2: five. Brotherhood,
1: Brotherhood of, of the Snake.
0: Now, um, according to Bramley uh, The group dedicated to the Dissemination and spiritual knowledge and the attainment of spiritual freedom is the brotherhood right. of the snake. So these were the good guys. Yes, Because um, you trying to like has, tell has a people very, like, like a, you're malicious an idiot sounding name? You're awesome. Like
1: without
2: you know without
0: yeah. the context, yeah, it does. Yeah, it sounds... because I mean, first of all, brotherhood it already sounds some kind of like a secret society that's out to yeah. ruin fucking mankind. Yeah, right. but Dude, it, we'll, like, we'll find out later. Like of
1: uh, why
0: snake has such a negative connotation. Yeah. Yeah, and like uh, the. The fact that this group, over time, gets uh, corrupted in some way. But um, um what, what are their oh, intentions? It's not
1: corrupted. It's it's completely co opted, dude.
0: Oh yeah, sure, yeah.
1: Yeah, they were.
0: So, what are their original intentions, and where do they come from? So it starts off with the snake once
1: again. So, um, of all the animals revered in ancient human societies, none were more prominent. Or as important as the snack. <laughs> the snack was an important logo of a group, which had become the influential or had become influential in the early human society of both hemispheres. Both hemispheres. So, okay. Alright, all right, fuck, fuck you, Sit. Oh, sorry, is- Sish and Light. <laughs> fuck you, Bramley. Alright. So he said, Brotherhood of the snake on both fucking hemispheres. So he only writes about you know, the old world. Where's this brotherhood of the States shit going on in fucking ancient fucking Mesoamerica and shit. You know, like he doesn't talk about that at all, man.
2: No, like, because I, it, it, I mean, at this time, as far wouldn't, as wouldn't, they uh, care, I mean, he like,
1: claims that it's going on, on both continents. He's been researching this shit for over but, a decade now. But it saying and and it's saying like that it's like it's hidden though. All this shit apart from like, oh yeah, stuff happened in the Americas too. That's all he did there. But we're 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 under the
0: assumption that it's hidden and not necessarily out in front of like any sort of historical written record. That (sighs) uh Yeah, no, see that (laughs) Don't no. I'm playing like advocate here, right? For
1: You're terrible. You're a terrible person. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so uh Brother of the Snake. Um initially set up by our old buddy Enki, actually. Yeah.
2: Ea, Enki,
0: no. same difference. Was it Ea?
2: Yes. Uh, excuse me. And you are right, Daniel, but he does specifically yeah, like- Yeah, like a dick, bitch. D- no, no, no. Okay, no. so we then- We need to use them right, both because he doesn't mention Enki here only but once in the previous chapter. Now he's Ia, And so it, like people- Since you're people mostly incorrect, it. go ahead and uh, continue through Roland. Okay. What's the brother of the snake? What's up? Bitch. So, yeah, uh, they, uh, it says here, we look to discover who founded a no. the brotherhood. Uh, Mesopotamian texts point right back to that rebellious god, Prince Ia. Anu possessed, uh, his father, Anu, possessed profound ethical and spiritual knowledge. But uh, this is the same knowledge that was later symbolized as uh, the trees in the biblical Adam and Eve story. Uh, in fact, the biblical tree symbol came from pre-biblical Mesopotamian works, such as one showing a snake wrapped around the trunk of a tree. Identical to later portrayals of a snake in Eden, uh, from the tree in the Mesopotamian depiction hang two pieces of fruit. To the right of the tree is the half moon symbol of Ia. Uh To the left is. the I would just like to point out, moon. though, like
1: um, sorry, roll, but
2: the no, whole that's, that's snake that's around the tree like, bullshit. Yeah, that's connections
1: from Remember in uh, Twelfth Planet when uh, Sitchin gave us all these great images of oh, what he was he, talking couldn't, about. he couldn't
2: explain. And we
1: <laughs> couldn't find the fucking they snake. There. We couldn't <laughs> find the snake
3: in the tree, dude. He's like, it's there. It's tree What's of life. Like,
1: and, and we couldn't find the fucking snake. It doesn't <laughs> exist. It didn't happen, dude. Yeah. Like The rest of this book happened, but the snake didn't. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's just a symbol. Like,
0: it's just a symbol.
1: No, uh, no, don't you fucking support Bramley.
0: <laughs> I have to support Bramley. You don't. <laughs> okay, so the original intention of the was the Brotherhood that they imposed the spiritual enslavement oh, and uh, sought to liberate the human race right. from the custodial bondage. Right. But um, there was a, the snake object has a custodial hatred. Why? But uh, he th- is the culprit in so which he was the one who founded the Brotherhood on earth. And taught the humans kind of a spiritual freedom. What is
2: the name of the snake symbol from the uh the American medical so- I forget how it's pronounced? The K- oh, K- shit. The C- yeah, C- yeah, or K- whatever. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, See right. so that was this was supposed to be the He invokes
1: uh, that again, like, you know, oh, yeah. so the snake in the tree is still used in modern society
2: as the Cadist, but it
1: doesn't right. say Cadis, it's just No, it doesn't. Yeah. You
2: just have to know that. But he does mention but, in here the American Medical Association, but Nobody really knows that you know the the squiggly two the double snakes on the staff. That's that's the caduceus. Uh, yeah, because at the at you know from when it was originally mentioned, the snake came to symbolize physical healing, and so that was where apparently and that reference developed. There's
1: one sentence as here in, that Bramley brings
2: up ancient ancient uh,
1: developments of medicine. Sorry, go ahead. He once again invokes his buddy Sitchin. Oh, but it doesn't make any sense in the context of his discussion. So, um, another possible explanation for the snake logo is offered by Mr. Sitchin, who says that the biblical word for snake is Nahash. That's right, which comes out from the word I I don't know Sumerian, (laughs)
2: Um, meaning to decipher to find out,
1: yeah, and then. Then he just like drops it from there. It's like, okay, so the stake is supposed to mean like discovery, finding shit out, but he doesn't tie that into any of his other discussions. It's Just like it's like, hey, the Bible says this. Huh. Further proof. I I don't get it, man.
0: Well, uh, one of the reasons they chose the snake as a, a symbol or the logo is because apparently uh, eo's first home on Earth was said to have been constructed by the serpent-infested oh, swamp yeah, land, the snake marsh, the snake yeah. marsh, right? Um, and uh, again, you had you, well, you went through the, the meaning of the uh, the snake they, there too. They make
2: he he mentions a, sort of an interpretation of of the uh, the biblical. Um, uh, representation of the snake is Satan actually being Ea uh, yeah. originally, right? Uh, what does he say here? Um, uh, do, 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 let's well, see. are talking
0: about where the Bible informs us that the serpent in the Garden of Eden was overcome before it was able to complete its yes, mission and yes. give Adam and Eve the quote-unquote fruit from the second tree, right. Ea, Ea yeah. who was also symbolized as the snake, was banished to earth and was extensively villainized and by his opponents to ensure that he could never again secure the widespread following among human beings. But Roland, I, I need you to read the notes here. And I want you to rattle off some of these names uh, of EO.
2: Where? If which you can notes? do it. I'm sorry. Where are you?
0: Right there. You want me to highlight it for you? It's right. Go lower, lower, lower. Right there. Chris Kringle. What does it say?
2: Oh. Oh.
0: You think you can pull that off, Roland? Oh, Satan
2: hit yes. All right. I need
0: uh, Roland to <sighs> rattle off the names of E. A. Okay, okay. Hold oh, on, Mulan. do it, buddy. Dio's Get it. Voice. Hold on. <laughs>
1: okay, so that <laughs> was literally not a effect. That was Roland popping his <sighs> okay. booze.
2: His title, his title was changed from, from Prince, of Prince of Earth, Earth, Earth. to Prince, Prince of, of Darkness. Darkness. He was he labeled other horrible epithets. Satan, the devil, the devil evil, evil incarnate, monarch, monarch of, of, hell, hell, of hell, lord of common, prince of a of supreme, supreme being, hell. and, and as, as the keeper of hell. hell. Oh, wow. You, and, and, you and, could have done way better. Right now, you
0: invoked a little bit of fucking James Hetfield there. Yeah, I know.
2: i I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dio was hard to pull off
0: He really is, he is. That's why he's dead He's yeah <laughs> he's, got that, he's, 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 he's got like
2: metal uh, fucking uh, auto tune or some shit Like it's ridiculous
1: It's uh, called metal tune Thank you <laughs> In the prince of earth Yeah No <laughs> No it's
0: in the prince The prince of earth
2: Like fucking hit hey, high notes That's a uh yeah. Uh, that's, um... You gotta
0: do that, like, uh, force, the vibrato. The prince of Earth. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a little, that's a little too much,
2: uh, Bruce Dickinson there, guys. Well, I'm the, sorry. That's no. It's close, yeah. it's close, yeah. but... It, it,
0: it kind of, like, intertwines between <laughs> the fucking, uh, Dio, yeah. Bruce Dickinson, yeah. and, uh... God, I can't believe I forgot his fucking name. It's his sacrilege to forget his name. Uh, Singer John John Petrucci.
2: uh,
0: (laughs) He doesn't sing. He doesn't sing. (laughs) Motherfucker, he doesn't sing. sing. (laughs) Um, Les Claypool. No. Who are you talking oh, about? Joe Jesus Yeah, Prince of
1: Darkness.
0: Judas Priest. God damn. Rob motherfucking Howard. Yeah, he- oh, All, all wow. I saw was blonde hair and like uh, dominatrix clothes. <laughs>
2: and, a <laughs> and
3: a leather codpiece. <laughs> <hell. laughs> yeah, I can see that,
0: dude. <laughs> um, so Bramley claims that the Brotherhood has been the world's most effective tool in preserving mankind's status Lord as a spiritually man. ignorant creature of toil throughout history. so... On that, I'm not sure if it's the next chapter or whatever, oh, but more. I,
2: I forgot.
1: Um, so Aya had this um you know, great little thing going on where he's like, Oh, I'm gonna teach people, you know, how to be themselves and access the universe and shit, but the brotherhood corrupted it, um, and fucked it. Up and we'll get into that soon, guys. I don't think. But you, but you, uh, you mentioned
0: you mentioned that uh, they created a trap for humans, and that was uh, like the earth. Yes, in our human bodies, bodies, and right. so like, it goes trap. into
1: it in like the next chapters, right. um which is kind of sad. We're just doing this little chunk today because the. Spiritual enslavement of humanity is a really interesting section
0: of this fucking book. Yeah,
1: um, and it, it's but which is, I guess is a good cliffhanger, I guess too. Um,
0: well, we can act like this is a seamless episode, and yeah, we're well, not. No, no. I,
1: and I realize i was saying this, but, um, <laughs> but, but really, dude, like um, the way that the brotherhood was twisted was really fucking sick, man. Because it was all like, yo, know, free love and humanity to.
2: By Big Macs. Subversion. You know?
0: <laughs> By the the grand and, and big. And they
2: ended up they ended up being just like just ridiculously um uh, uh well I was gonna say uh, some something other than influential, but like they pretty much started just and populated everything. Uh, like, they have the- they have a lot of
0: uh if if you could read the last paragraph of uh chapter five uh because i i feel that like bramley segues fairly nicely into like the next chapter so as we, really shall, does, as we shall now actually the last paragraph of chapter five
2: um as we shall now begin to carefully document the brotherhood of the snake has been the world's most effective tool for preserving mankind's status as a spiritually ignorant creature of toil throughout all of history during all of that time and continuing today The Brotherhood and its network of organizations have remained intimately tied to the UFO phenomenon. This corruption of the Brotherhood and the overwhelming effect it would have on human society was already apparent by the year 2000 BC in ancient Egypt, the next step on our journey.
1: Yeah, Egypt,
2: baby. (laughs) Here we go, here we go, here we go. (laughs) The fuck?
0: (laughs) Yeah, what was that role? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> what is it? What are you listening to fucking Criss Cross or something motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fucking horror. Yeah, kid Chris K. Chris Cross
1: will make you custodian.
0: Custodian. <laughs> uh CNC hey. Music Factory. There you go. MC Hammer.
1: Nah, dude, straight up. I'm gonna,
2: I'm gonna, gonna <laughs> res- <Funky bunch. laughs> I'm, I'm gonna resend you those uh uh, a clip of of me trying to fucking do those names later because I could have way more fun with it.
0: Or you can go hey, like hey, like straight up metal you if you want. Right? I mean. No, no,
2: no, no, no. I don't want to go straight up metal. I and I need I need to channel some like <laughs> Dio slash Dickinson with a a little a little Halford little a little twi- Halford twist. <laughs> or you or
0: you could go straight up fucking uh, Dave Mustaine and be like. Oh, fuck <laughs> the that The Prince of Liars
2: <laughs> No, I can not do that shit I hate He's got cool of Lies The <laughs> of Hell Lord
0: of Evil Ver- Incarnate Man. Mordor of Hell
2: Prince of a Supreme w- Being Lord of uh.
0: Vermin <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh, this is deviated badly
2: <laughs> Uh, no <laughs> you just
0: ended sweating bullets, <laughs> <laughs> sweating vermin, <laughs> Lord of
2: vermin, yeah.
0: countdown to extinction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll we'll call it quits there for for tonight. to my house. it's ridiculous.
3: I had some kind of a rectal probe. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Ridiculous.